Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. As we approach the 15 year, well, it is the 15 year anniversary of the 7 7 bombings today. We'd like to revisit that day and find out what happened. The official story says that four suicide bombers with rucksacks full of explosives attacked central London, killing 52 people and injuring hundreds more. It was the worst single terrorist atrocity of British soil. And 15 years on, we look back at how those events unfolded on the 7th of July 2005. Hello and welcome to another episode, not another conspiracy podcast <laughs> with your host Dean Sorter in Michigan in the USA and on the other side of the pond we have JJ Jackson in historic York Hi. and myself Ben Mills in sunny South End. Hello gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Very excited for this one. Very good. I'm, I'm, very, uh, very, I'm, very, I'm very excited for this one. I think uh, because both myself and Ben have quite a personal attribute to it, if I remember correctly. I think, Ben, you said you were in yeah. King's Cross at the time. Yeah. Um, I was in Liverpool Street. Right. Yeah. I was literally three, three blocks uh, away from Tavistock Square where the bus exploded. However, we will obviously get into those. But yeah, I'm... I'm super excited about this one because I've been aware of this conspiracy theory for quite a few years, but it wasn't until we decided to cover this for the anniversary that I didn't really know how deep this went. I knew like surface level things that sounded odd, but this goes like horror, like absurdly deep. Yeah, I, I didn't know there was a conspiracy until last episode when you said we should do 7-7 That surprises me, like, right. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. I, I just accepted the the, the official narrative. narrative. Yeah. The official narrative that now I've read the official narrative, it is hogwash, yeah. I'd say. Hogwash. <laughs> so uh, for the listener, what, what, what we... Oh, bullshit! What we, uh, what we plan on doing on Not Another uh, Conspiracy podcast is one of us will be leading uh, the the conspiracy fueled 
side of things, whereas the other will be on the fence to a degree, and I guess someone's kind of left in the lurch. So I myself will be, I will try my hardest to lead, I guess, the the way when it comes to the discrepancies with the official story and things that need answering and didn't get answered. Uh, Like I said, this is an incredibly deep, incredibly deep conspiracy theory. There might be things that we miss out uh, purely because we could be here all day if we wanted to talk about (laughs) absolutely everything. Um, Ben, again, like he said, had no idea about the terrorist attack, but clearly sees a lot of things that I have been seeing for years. JJ, where do you lie with this as, as we introduce you to it i'm not gonna lie lads i know absolutely fuck all about it Brilliant. <laughs> i uh yeah up until you even mentioned it I, I, again i don't think i even realized there was a conspiracy behind it and but as with any any government involvement in anything there always seems to be something lying in the the depths the murky waters right. so I'm, I'm excited to hear your guys opinions on it i mean i've, I've watched a few things but and it's interesting you know. because i I've, I've mentioned this to ben that I, I'm so surprised that not a lot of people know about the seven seven bombings. Considering, as Ben mentioned, it's the, the the single biggest terrorist atrocity in a single day in like British history. But yet, so many people don't know about it. The amount of times I've brought it up while living in America here, that Americans haven't even heard of it, and it's it's bonkers. And the fact that they the, the British government have got away with it for so long and the amount of discrepancies that are, there are is just like mind-boggling mind-boggling <laughs> it, it seems from from obviously i've i've now watched everything that you've watched uh yes. i think you've probably watched it a few more times than i have yes and it's going to be really hard to kind of because i think i'm just going to play devil's advocate even because i know yeah. enough that i can ask i can probe you and mm. Yes. My stuff, but it seems to me like the the government or the Home Office, to be more correct, like it was the Home Office that have done their report and right, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. police and that. And it, it seems like it's either it's one of two things. It's they they just want to br- get rid of, just brush it under the carpet, and you know have and forget about it. It's done. This is our findings. These four men were guilty. Yeah, this they is what it. happened. It was all on them, right? Or it goes deeper and they were all involved. Uh, the whole government was involved in right. a cover-up. And the, and the MI6 so and can, whatnot, can, yeah. Yeah, like it's either... It was, well, MI5 said at the time that these men were not known, they were clean skins. Yeah, when it first yes, happened. yes, good, yeah. good phrase, good phrase, clean skins, yep. I thought and, it was an awful then, phrase. <laughs> <laughs> just like... <laughs> Clear, it's the phrase. It's the, it's I was just like, I'm pretty sure you're that, not allowed to say that. That shows knowledge. <laughs> I'm pretty that sure you can't knowledge say that. of the <laughs> subject. Yeah, can't say that. <clears throat> so yeah, the um, but anything. then obviously, the it's just the amount of times the the, the official story has changed that it just for me just throws doubt into right. what actually happened. Right. Yeah. On. So um, should we go through? kind of the day should we go through the day and how it what happened the the official story should we start with the official yeah we'll go through the official story and there's a section that uh i want to um put across to the viewers or kind of like a history lesson as to what i want to do i did discuss with you guys that uh, i've called it or no sorry ben labeled it quite well 
doing a terrorism. We're going to call that section doing a terrorism as a history yeah. as to how the actual possibility that governments <laughs> and uh, intelligence agencies are capable of doing these things and that they have attempted to do these things and these operations sometimes... Successfully have, and yeah. non-successfully. Sorry, Ben? Successfully sometimes and sometimes not so successfully. Right. And we know that because a lot of the operations that have been declassified over the years didn't happen. But it's the fact that there's a possibility. So, yeah, let's start from the beginning of uh, July 7th, 2005. Uh, ben, did you want to roll with this or did you want myself? I'm, I, I'm, I can, I've got it in front of yes, me. Yes, go I'll, ahead I'll, then, mate. Yes, go ahead. Broad, broad strokes timeline of the day. Perfect. On July the 7th, 2005, at 8.50am, which is rush hour, and if anyone who's been to London knows that anything anything between 7am and 9.30am, it's chock-a-block. Yep. It's everyone coming into London. I think it's something like 10 million people come to London a day or Wouldn't something like that. It might be really me, yeah. high. It might be really high. Don't quote me on that, but it's, it's, a, it's a hefty number. Travel, travel into London and use the underground every day. So at 8.50 a.m., free, free suicide bombers. Um, I'm, Quotations. Quotes, I shouldn't yep. be giving it away too much, but but three bombs went off. This is the official story that three bombs went off on the London underground uh, on a train just outside Liverpool Street, killing seven people. A mm -hmm. uh, train just outside Edgware Road, killing six people. And then a train between King's Cross and Russell Square, <clears throat> killing 26 people. Uh, and then at 9.47 a.m., an hour later, a fourth bomb exploded on a double-decker bucks at Tavistock Place, mm -hmm. killing 13 Ooh. people. Uh, and then later on in the afternoon, uh, uh, and this report has been kind of removed Murky, uh, from right. most... Uh, it's quite murky, but apparently uh, 12 unexploded bombs were found in a car in Luton later that day. Um, in one car? But on the... In one car, yeah. Wow. Um, and at the same time, uh, so this is another report on the day, uh, Peter Power, who is an ex-police officer... Uh, not not an ex-man. <laughs> 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 Oh, okay. oh, great. Good shot. Great. Uh, great. Uh, and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, he, he was uh, apparently, and this is like, gets, this can lead us into uh, when we start getting into uh, terror, the uh, conspiracy of it. Uh, a man named Peter Power, who was an ex-police officer, part of the anti-terrorism branch, had started his own company and they were running a training exercise that, mirrored the actual attack so closely that he went on to the news to, to talk about it going, oh, I was so surprised. It was, you know, it went from uh, an exercise to the real thing <laughs> in a matter of moments. And he, st but he started laughing on the news report and stuff. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. So that's, um, but yeah, so that's, am I right that's in, when people started asking questions. Am I right in thinking that that was a similar theory to what happened at 9-11? There was like war games going on yeah. and then the war games actually right. turned into... Well, suspicious kind of, activities kind of, kind of. occurring, right? Yeah, yeah suspect yeah, yeah, activities. Yeah, yeah. The war games of nine eleven were the reason that a jets couldn't be scrambled yeah. to take down the 
planes that have gone off course. Very Whereas this is, this they were training for an exercise like this as this happened. Yeah, like, okay. it was the same thing. And and so, um, <clears throat> so yeah. So Dean, what what what? What what kind of uh, the training exercise has a lot to do with some of the basis of the conspiracy theory, right? Right. right yes. And what's I'll, I'll we'll come back to this very very quickly. But there's a small little segment that um, happened prior to that also that there were um, mock, mock bomb uh, exercises and uh, mock bomb scares on the lead up to uh, July 7th, 7th. And strikingly, there was an episode of Panorama. We're all British, we love Panorama, you know. And, oh, um, yeah, and Peter Power was on Panorama, wasn't he? Right. In, uh, let me get the date for this. Uh, on the 16th of May, 2004, there was a Panorama episode uh, that was um, documenting, or at least, uh, sorry, uh, portraying a mock... Uh, situation or sorry an actual terrorist attack on london where free explosions would occur on the underground and one on a vehicle-based form of transport so it, it wasn't a bus as what they had said but what it was in the episode they um were sort of displaying what would occur and how it could be prevented etc if free bombs so exploded it was basically in, in the london inspiration right in in london uh, at this particular time and how the government and the authorities and what people would expect sort of thing. Uh, but again, like Ben was explaining, it was very, very strange that they just happened to pick a situation uh, where free trains would explode and a vehicle would explode. But in, this, in the episode, it was a tanker full of chlorine that exploded and obviously it put poisonous gas uh, everywhere around uh, the city of London. But one thing that was um, significant about... A lot of people call this... Um, I can't remember... Sorry, I can't remember what the phrase was, but it's like they're subconsciously preparing you to sit there and, like, expect or at least yeah, they're leading not be you, suspicious. They're leading you into it, aren't they? Yeah, okay. like, um, oh, yeah, got, like a, a well, mental imprint. Seeding, yeah, right, yes, seeding exactly. Is the exactly. Word. So, a lot of people, there were a lot of bomb scares leading up to these, and then there was a panorama episode portraying free explosions, uh, four explosions in and around London. Um, it was all um, now you can kind of look at it and be like, it's rather suspicious, all these odd coincidences that happen to happen in the same way as the 7th, 7th of July are just appearing in front of us. Uh, and they're all so many. They're all sat around the table, so aren't they? Like the like yes, you imagine yes. any any end of world bunker scenario where Donald Trump has to press the red button to end. Is it Jeremy <laughs> Paxman or whatever the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. No, it's, uh, is it not? Um, what's his? It's, no, it's it's uh, the other dickhead. Who's that proper dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I can't remember his name. Oh. Let's just say it's Jeremy Paxman. It's not. Sorry, Jeremy, if you watch. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a. It's a <laughs> It's a politician, isn't it? He's yeah, a, so. But he's like, yeah, um, uh, yeah. And if this was to happen, it would cause. And they've got this like shitty dramatization of like people right. in hazmat suits so, walking um, around like ET and shit. So after the Panorama episode uh, on the fifth of July, there were bomb scares in Nottingham and Sheffield. It turns out that they actually weren't bombs, though. They it was just our ah, suspect package, but it wasn't sort of thing. So more imprinting sort of going on into the mental psyche, but. 
Going back to Ben bringing up Peter Power, he's a um, works for a, 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 a company called Visor Consultants, and they are uh, an emergency. Uh, he owns the. Oh, company. he owns the company. Apologies, right? Yeah, and owned. Sorry, owned. Yeah. yeah, they they deal with crisis management in situations, and <laughs> on the morning on the morning of seven seven, he. Uh, I, I don't know where he was being filmed from, but he was being transferred into like the BBC newsroom and he was expressing as Ben sat there and said that saying, well, I was running uh, a test drill or a crisis incident invest, uh, uh, drill with a company of about a thousand uh, employees or about a thousand people. And they just so happened, yeah. the, the drill just so happened to be the exact same situation as to what's going on now at the exact train stations that were occurring on that morning. Odd, odd, crazy odd coincidence, if you ask me. Can, like, I, can, I, can I... Sure. If you listen to In Ripple Effect and the guy goes, five, seven, one, <laughs> seven, five, zero, 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 ends up calculating what the alleged odds are that Peter Power of a crisis management company called Visor Consultants just so happens to be holding a terror-based formed drill at the exact same stations and locations of the explosions that happened on that morning on the, of the 7-7 bombings. Like, but that, that number isn't for it to be happening on exactly the same day, exactly the same time. That's to be within 10 years. What? Like within no, a decade I didn't know it. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that number isn't, it, so that, I think it's 35 trillion or something like that. Yeah. Or, or more. It's 50, 57 right, like, trillion, I think it was. Yeah, 57 trillion to one. That's insane. The, the exact same event, uh, <clears throat> terrorism event would happen the in, within 10 years of the same exercise being that close. That's crazy. So it mirroring it that it's a long time. So, it, so uh, it's a, and, and as well, Peter Power was then later on after sort of everything had unfolded. Obviously, he was being asked questions by um, independent investigators. And I don't know how long it took to come out, but for a what, long while, he was saying that he, he couldn't name the company he was working for at that time that would yeah. uh, so of course that's going to sound suspicious immediately and it's like well hold on a minute like you've got you're you're running this mass coincidence and you're laughing about it on the television after like tens of people have just been killed i heard you the now won't was, tell uh, us the bush, bush Blair. right right and you now <laughs> can't bush, you now bush can't Blair divulge the company that you were doing this mock drill with that just so happened to mirror the exact terrorist attack that had occurred on that morning like and it again not too sure how long it after it came out but he ended up revealing that the drill was for a publication company or a publishing company like a, a pub book publishing company like yeah. a book publishing company now what does a book publishing company have to do mm. like why is it so 
awful to like not be able to name them immediately. Yeah. Like, why sit there and, and shroud? Sorry, Ben, go ahead. Yeah, he said, it, and it, the he what his um, the number of people that were doing the exercise changed as well. It went from being an in the moment thousand people like in the streets doing it to oh no, it was just six of us in a boardroom doing. Oh it. yeah, like, his yeah. story changed significantly. <laughs> yeah, it was very, uh, very, yeah. very odd, odd to say the least. They were just but, uh, having like a little really game of Warhammer, so, like just placing well, things yeah. around. So JJ, how does roll, that rolling dice? Was you aware of that? The fact that there was a crisis management company running a drill that mirrored the exact same bomb bombing locations of the underground and a vehicle explosion occurring, the exact same thing that Panorama did two years prior on the same day of the biggest terrorist attack on the country that mirrored exactly those scenarios. What does that... So I wasn't, I wasn't aware at the time, obviously, like... I'm trying to work out how old I was. How old it was 15 years ago? So I was like, I was 19 you know, at the time. 17, yeah. I think I was. Yeah. Same so I was like, those things didn't even cross my mind. But like after watching the, the few things that you guys sent to me, I was just like, immediately you're like alarm bells straight away yeah. about the, the seedy underbelly of the government and who they're hiring to kind of like do these things. Cause it must have been government who were hiring him to do them or a transport system like logically yeah. like it hit it hit the transport service people use that like ben said like 10 million people or whatever use it maybe not use it but go to london every day so like you would think that the people who were hiring that guy to do this experiment or to like statistics would be to do with the transport system the london council or anything around that area that yeah. would be affected by those scenarios mm. obviously um people got killed in the actual event of it all but it's very very peculiar that they would trial that if it was like if they if it was a trial right, it would be yeah. peculiar that but, but in the if as many bombs went off as the main narrative 50 deaths obviously there were still deaths 50 actual deaths mm. still aren't as bad as what it could have been yeah, you know out of four bombs but but, then there's obviously was there only four explosions because then this goes on to yeah. you know so so before we go any more into this uh rabbit hole because i think that kind of ends the peter power oh yeah involvement. definitely because yes, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't really like that's a, a coincidence that i think if anything it's a narrative that instead of had I don't think their narrative had much to do with the actual event. Like I don't think that that blue that that game play, that game that they were playing that war games thing. Mm. I think if anything that just made it easier for them to say this is what happened. Yes, rather yes. than it seems to me like they went oh well that's what happened uh, and then like they, it seems like they just went they were going to do that. That's that was the going to be the main story. Whatever happened that day, yes, yeah. I think what actually happened on that day was completely different. Yes, but yeah. but because I think there's definitely some government involvement in this. Mm. No, me too. I guess Dean, you should you should definitely give that history lesson on how governments <laughs> right. have yeah. fucked up their own people to go to war and yeah, more than once. I mean, I I it's know a thing. Yeah, I know, and I've met people that. Um, don't think that governments don't always have like the best interest in its people. 
for the fact that governments would plan naughty things against their own people for their, their the whole entire country's benefit. So, we're oh, going to go down Yeah, we're going to go down my, my mother is the worst for it. She's <laughs> just like, well, the government wouldn't just kill people for like profitable gain, would they? And I'm just like, mm, yeah, mum. Maybe <laughs> if the government wasn't run by people who run the big companies that profit from yeah. them. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, this little section that we're calling doing a terrorism, uh, again, I'm kind of going to be reading a lot, so if I sound sound like I'm reading a script or I'm stumbling over words, I absolutely am because there is there's so many and so much detail that I can, what proves it. it. It doesn't need to prove anything. Basically, it's just governments attempting to do things for their own benefits and to basically lead or at least try to convince the listener to be open-minded about these sorts of things if you're quite if you're not much of a conspiracy theorist if you're um listening so to begin with i want to say that blair had denied an independent and public inquiry into the incident three times by saying that it would be a ludicrous diversion uh in the fight against terrorism to look into the event that occurred that day and see if it is in fact everything that your government's telling you he denied it three times uh from a prime ministerial point of view, don't know if that's a word. If it is a, now, pri- a, word. a prime minister is not allowing the people to look into this themselves, that immediately rings red flags to me. Because if the story was yeah. as solid and concrete as they portray it to be, why wouldn't they uh, allow an incident that would go against what they know or believe is absolutely true? That, to me, is crafting. At the time, the opposition, uh, the Tories, were going, we want to see this. Why won't Blair do the thing? Why won't And then as soon as they got into power, no, I don't think we need to Yeah, we're going to put a gag on that. (laughs) What do you know? I remember... Because you knew anyway. Yeah, I remember watching, obviously, through the documentaries and reading what we have. I remember it was like, that's Cameron. Why is Cameron asking for an independent investigation? I was like, he hates people. Like, he hates, like, commoners. And then, obviously, it was probably like, him. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Benson, <laughs> He was probably on the London Underground. As, as soon as they get into power, they're like, uh, yeah, we're not going to be doing that. Oh, right, funny. But yeah. anyway, Western Interruptions, as, as what we can use it as a subtitle. Uh, I'm going to call this one Operation It Wasn't Us because there was never an official name given for it. And... Um, the article or the publication that I read it from also didn't have like a physical uh, declassified document to, I guess, prove it. But it's historical. Like it's absolutely common, uh, known, like in Great Britain. Anyway, in 1957, Harold Macmillan and President Dwight Eisenhower of the US approved a CIA and MI6 plan to stage fake border incidents as an excuse for an invasion by Syria's pro-Western neighbours and then to eliminate the most influential politicians in Damascus, which was the uh, the capital. The documents approved by London and Washington named the free men. Uh, I'm not going to crucify their Arabic names because... That would be insultive, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but three, basically, um, uh, heads of military intelligence. Uh, oh, sorry. One was the head of Syrian military intelligence, the chief of Syrian general staff, and the leader of the Syrian Communist Party. Basically, they were very pro-Soviet 
and um, carried a very anti-Western sort of approach to their government and their like foresight to the rest of the world. The plans were discovered in the private papers of uh, Duncan Sandys, who was Mr. McMillan, the prime minister at the time. Uh, he was his defence secretary. And it was found by an international uh, historical reader uh, at Royal Holloway University, London, by Matthew Jones. They tried to assassinate three top politicians of Syria because they were anti-West and they were siding with the US, uh, the Soviet Union at the time. So that's one thing that's common knowledge and known and is quite nasty when it, co when it comes to, like, war games. In, yeah, but they were communists. Way. Right, commu <laughs> like, f forever about communists. They're bloody commies! Get the commies! <laughs> so this is quite a famous one and is so famous that it's connected to the John F. Kennedy assassination or at least it's part of... Uh, the reasons that the US government would have wanted JFK assassinated. It's called Operation Northwoods. Has anyone, you two heard of it? Yeah, so I've just, I've just watched Legacy, uh, which okay. was all, it dives deep in the reasons why JFK could have possibly been um, not oh, wanted. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so many reasons. Um, can't remember exactly what the North he loved. Was. He loved having sex as well. Oh, he yeah. loved it. He's, he was yeah. like... <laughs> Both Manny's brother. But apparently, but apparently he didn't last very long. And he used to like just, he just but he, apparently it relieved his back pain. He had terrible back pain. Oh, okay. Bit, a bit of a Prince Andrew little, move there. Little inside. To be honest though, he used yeah, to fly man. girls in from like 17, 17, 18 hours away. Like <laughs> if he didn't last very long. Yeah, that's, that's an expensive a quick, flight. A quick, a quick tug, yeah. He, just he didn't like, care. He didn't care, apparently. He did not give a fuck. Well, he's the president. He'd just be like, I'll wait 17 hours. He might have had a tug and then another all one. All he's got to sit there and say, though, think... is, done Marilyn Monroe. Like, oh, you don't yeah. last long. So did it, done Marilyn so Monroe. <laughs> Ma Ma Mar Mar she... Marilyn Monroe. Sorry? She Sorry, Marilyn Monroe. She... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry yeah, for JJ both. before she did them both. <laughs> before we interrupted <laughs> you, sorry. <laughs> oh no, I can't. Yeah, so sorry, I was watching uh, I was watching Legacy and it delved into the many reasons why, and most of them were um opposition's uh agendas for him to be murdered, which I'm presuming are probably a lot to do with this kind of yes, vibe. Yeah. A and lot to so do with Nazi, Nazi bankers <laughs> and uh <laughs> People not wanting him because he wanted to give some money to people who needed it. Yeah. So they just killed, just shot his head off. So yeah, so yeah. Operation Northwoods uh, in ninety is a very famous one, very very famous one because it was uh, also, excuse me, it was also mirrored to the nine eleven attacks, uh, almost because of basically it was the alpha uh, build of this 9-11 uh, attacks, you could say. So in 1959, Fidel Castro came into power in Cuba uh, and with a strong communist government uh, for and for... Uh, sorry, he came into power in Cuba with a strong communist government and decided to form tight relations with the Soviet Union at the start. So, of course, the US aren't going to like that uh, at all in any way, shape or form. Uh, yeah, this is something that they didn't want, especially like during the Cold War and that, having like Cuba start getting uh, a bit uh, a bit chummy with the Soviets. So, yeah, Operation Northwood proposed false flag attacks uh, against the Cuban government that originated within the US Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff 
of the US uh, government. In 1962, the proposals called for the CIA and the US government operatives to both stage and actually commit acts of terror against American military and civilian targets to then blame them on the Cuban government and using it to justify a war against Cuba. And you can go into a deep dive into the document on because it's only in, I think, the last decade it was declassified. Uh, you can look into the document and all of the attacks that they were planning on doing and blame on their own soil and blaming it on the Cubans was to fly planes into the um, uh, Empire. Uh, no, the uh, uh, the Twin, Twin Towers. Towers. Literally a carbon copy of 9-11. Exactly, exactly so the same. Is this the is this the same um, is this the same false flag? Where they repainted a uh, airplane and they flew it over. That is. They flew what... it over, the, and then they they had a remote control detonation. And so basically, just for people listening, there was two planes. One of them was full of civilians, and one of them was a dummy plane full of bomb. Well, full of explosives. They set them both off at the same time. They diverted the one with the civilians back to the airport, but then the other yeah, one. Yeah, and flew all the civilians up. had. <laughs> Yeah, all the civilians were fake names as well. They all had assumed names. Yeah. So they were like, when they when they didn't die and when they did die, they'd say, all these people are dead, but they were already dead people. And they yeah, basically right. flew it over, am I right in thinking, was it Israel? Was it Israel? Oh, they flew it over? I think oh, so, yeah. Probably. They, they, they flew it over like somewhere around there, just somewhere around, just that general area. And then remote dead it, yeah. and then claimed that somebody on the ground had shot them down, which then yeah. started the... Um, the confrontation between that America and that area. Yeah, so, that's, and that's that's all declassified now. So it's yeah, all, that's basically you, know, you, that, you can you can read that, and it just shows you how deceptive the government yep, just, can be. That, just to they did, they did it recently. They did the same thing recently. They sent it to uh, over Iran. They just put a plane uh, yeah. there, and, and Iran ignored it. They didn't. Yeah, it was fire Russia, it. wasn't it? And it was just on the border. Yeah. Was it Serbia? Or something like that. This oh, is new Serbia? news to me. I haven't heard this report yeah. over here in the and, US. Yeah, it happens a lot. They basically, they, they floated. <laughs> yeah. So this is, they floated it just on the border of these two countries. And they were hoping that like, so basically One the plane of them like, flew, flew in and out and they were hoping that like, they would just quickly move out of the border and shoot it down. So it was like, you've shot us in our own land. Yeah. And then, yeah, like Ben said, I don't think they, they did. Good on them. And they, re they, reckon it, they, reckon, they reckon it was the Russians that flew the plane over, but Iran just ignored it. Yeah, something That's like incredible. That. But yeah. For um, like no, that, it, was, it, was, it was America. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Only America do shit like that. And it, it's just like, it's, and it's to say these events that can happen and could be false flag events are like, it's basically the past is just being suddenly, yesterday's rumours are now today's declassified in, information. It's and no one gives a fuck about them. No, <laughs> yeah, like, no one oh, well, seems it, to... It was 40 years ago, like, they were yeah. a bit weird 40 years ago. So, yeah, like, that... I, that, uh, that uh, there's so many, like, things coming out at the moment that people are, like, without, right. like di digressing, but... It's because all the people uh, that can be held responsible... Culture, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. It, because it's all the people that could be held responsible for these, like, disgusting thoughts and even acts can no longer be held accountable because they're all dead. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's yeah. why they, they all if it's kill not, themselves. Yeah, if it's not declassified, someone important to it's probably alive somewhere. But yeah, that was yeah. Operation Northwoods. It was basically a replica 
situation of 9-11 and they are it's a declassified document and one of the most famous ones because it mirrored 9-11 exactly the same so yeah 60 years will put in 60 years or maybe 100 years they might declassify the documents about 9-11 too uh the next one that's a little history lesson that i want to bring up is one called operation mongoose uh it was an operation created after the failure of the bay of pigs now that was a disaster. <laughs> ben, do you know a lot about that one? Because I the, don't know. The Bay of Pigs. I not really. I know that they tried to blow up their own. They were trying to blow up their own boats off the coast of Vietnam. I think or something like that. Oh yeah, is, I, I, well, is that the right one? It was uh, Cuba. It was an attempt. It was an attempted yeah. infiltration of Cuba, and it failed like horrifically. And Kennedy had to apologise for it because it was an it was yeah, an accident. But it happened when it happened under it happened under the previous president, right? Right, right, yeah. But Kennedy Kennedy was the one that had to apologise. Yes. For it. Well, no, no, no. Well, no, because I think he instructed it. So it was an operation that was created after the failure of the Bay of Pigs, in which the CIA and the Department of Defense oh. uh, would create social instabilities within Cuba to, provo to to provoke them into attacking the U.S. or to at least make Cuba look like the aggressors. Something inside it called yeah. Operation. Uh, this is this is <laughs> this is really like a low blow. Within the o Operation Mongoose, uh, they had Operation Good Times, which was uh, within the plan of that was to forge an image of Fidel Castro alongside beautiful women, gorging on like expensive food and wines and beer yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, to forge that I image and spread it widely uh, and distribute it with the caption: "My rations are different." And hope that it would create yeah. some sort of like instability socially, yeah. uh, which was fucking mind blowing when I read that. I was like photoshopping Man. back in the sixties. I was like, wow. Proper propaganda is definitely like, like it's just that's the easiest way to get people wound up, man. And it's like the whole um, Brexit thing was, and like the whole like crooked Hillary and all that. It's all done by like, like AI yeah. and machines going. This will get people wound up. This will get this put these people to like to go all the way. Yeah, it's just insane, yep. and it's just how easy it just happens is. that now we live in a we live in a realm where all our information is given cut like just we give everything up. Yeah, and we have just ads all day long. We can't ignore them; they just come up. Yeah, like you can't get away from them. So we've well, that's essentially, that's essentially yeah, what these politicians are doing, though, aren't they? They're they're essentially advertising themselves to the people and getting them to vote for them. Like, you know, it's same side of a right. different coin, isn't it? Right, yeah. So Different okay. side of the same coin. So within Operation Mongoose, there was another one called Operation Breakup, and that would have aircraft and boats, um, sorry, aircraft and boat accidents occur that were loaded with corrosive materials, like in and around, just bombs blowing up and blaming it on, uh, sorry, boats and aircraft blowing up and blaming it on the Cubans. Uh, another one was called Operation Dirty Trick. Uh, again, these all of the all of these operations are like class declassified documents. They happened. Okay, so operation. So going back on going back onto the last one was yep. that the Gulf of Gulf of Tonkin? No, 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 not, oh, not just yet. I've got that. that. Yeah, I've that got that one. one right? Yeah. See, okay. uh, another one everybody's aware of because it's famous. Oh, right. right, Operation Dirty uh, well, Trick. Because it's declassified and it's a conspiracy theory that became true. Yes, like, exactly, yeah. Everyone's mental until they tell you that you're not mental anymore. But yeah. it's all right because it was four years yeah. ago. 
Yeah. So Operation Dirty Trick uh, had an objective where uh, that should anything happen to John Glenn, who was the first man to orbit the Earth, uh, and the and the um, uh, the Mercury uh, flight, uh, that anything <laughs> if anything happened to him on his way up to being the first man orbiting the Earth, they would simply blame it on the Cubans. <laughs> like, at this point at this point it's like they're putting ideas into a fucking oh, hat and one. just going right Ted Operation Break so if, so if so if so if the Nazi scientists <laughs> failed on their rocket launch they would then blame the Cubans right. yeah. that's it's, mental they're going into a hat they're getting one person to pick something they'll be like right is the crazy name Operation Operation Dirty Trick? All right, and okay, what happened with that? Failed space Dead launch. astronaut. <laughs> hmm. Like that must be what they're doing. They must have had a right fucking laugh thinking these up. And then you've got like a team of writers all scuttling to their houses to write cool stories, and they're like, "This one wins. I've got it. I've got it. There we go." And oh, they come back the next they day. Must like, have, uh, isn't that? Isn't that how David Bowie wrote wrote lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I've I've heard this really cool this really cool way David Bowie wrote lyrics. Um, we just put it all in a hat, and then that's what happens. It's just like a game of Scrabble. Fucking. I know I know you live there now, Dean, but the Americans are fucking lunatics. Yeah. Jesus Christ, oh. they do not give a fuck. <laughs> They're not it's allowed crazy. to celebrate July, July the 4th anymore, are they, either? Which is weird because it's cancel culture again. Uh, oh, <laughs> so, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, did, you, did you see the, fire, the fireworks over LA? They literally look, it looked like a war zone. Well, and dude, fireworks are banned in LA. Yeah, well, it's dude, like, it's crazy. I drove to work this morning and, like, there was smog from all of like the fireworks <laughs> the night before. Like the, the street the street I live on was still just smuff, smothered in like shrouded in smoke. It was crazy. Oh, excuse I me. I fucking hate fireworks. Yeah, I'm not a fan myself. Put it out of there. Yeah. I, I hate fireworks. If you've ever had dogs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why I hate them. I don't even own a dog. Yeah. Or if you're a skateboarder, because like trying to skate around yeah. after those little fucking battles are all over the floor everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Broken neck from a, from a fucking oh, 990 oh, rocket. <laughs> and I've got two young children, man. And as soon as the fireworks start, I'm like, if they wake those kids up, I'm going around their ass. <laughs> yeah. I can't have this. No, and it's not like you're struggling finding them. No. He's using his, yeah. his nuclear blast 50 quid from Morrison's. <laughs> fucking shit everywhere. So worst worst so next one we've got here is operation cyclone right so operation cyclone was a cia operation that had the usa fund train and supply the mujahideen uh they were all supported also supported sorry by britain's mi6 who conducted uh, allegedly se uh, separate covert actions not been divulged what their covert actions were but they also uh chipped in with we don't re we don't release our we don't release our clearly not. Uh, Indiscretions. Yeah. <laughs> right. so the funding it might be used against us. <laughs> so funding fund in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Silly Americans releasing all their things. Oh god! Right. It's like so when you're at school doing an exam and everyone's like trying to look at you like no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go on, buddy. Let's see Sorry. what you got there. No, no, no. Did, that, did, did I just read? Gracious, no. Did I just read Paul McCartney? We're giving all our secrets away. Yeah. No, that's a, that's another Paul McCartney, not the one in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so fuck off. The f- the funding from uh, the Americans officially began with six hundred ninety five dollars in nineteen seventy nine, and it was dramatically increased to twenty to thirty million per year by ni- in nineteen eighty. So, the U.S. CIA at that point and the British MI six had funded what is now a known and as far as it should be a band terrorist group called the uh, Mujahideen. Known! <laughs> right, right. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. And then it eventually, near the end of, 19, of the 1980s, it rose to $630 million per year. <laughs> Six hundred to fund IS basically, basic, basically, like fund, fund and train. Yeah, and it was also described as the biggest bequest to any third world insurgency. Uh, right. So during the Soviet, but, then, but what they they were radicalized, they were trained, and they were armed, and they would basically go right. You're going to Russia now, or you're going to. They ate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to kill all these lot? Cannon fodder. Because they are they. They properate you. Proper like, you rate them, and you're gonna go. That go one, get them, that, and they would just show up. And they would fly them in. That one fly in like hundreds of thousands of. That one over there <coughs> said, "Your mum likes goats." Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. So it's ju- crazy. I heard your mum likes Jews. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't like Jews. She doesn't. <laughs> so, so during the Soviet and Afghan War, 1979 to 1989, it was speculated that CIA had connections with Osama bin Laden. This is also Ooh. backed up with newspaper interview and a picture of uh, Osama bin Laden in a British paper. Can't remember what one it was, but hopefully at some point Ben can maybe flash it on the screen in the editing or what we'll also mention is when if anyone decides to join the Discord... A lot of these, uh, this information that we're divulging, it will be included in a document, so you could find it in there. Uh, but yeah, getting back to it. Um, it was probably one of the ones that Robert Maxwell earned. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, allegedly that the CIA, it was speculated that the CIA had connections with Osama bin Laden, who is obviously the person allegedly responsible for 9-11, uh, and that they funded his Afghan fighters. The Guardian alleges that the CIA helped Osama bin Laden build an underground camp at Kost, which is the capital of Afghanistan, which bin Laden used to train the Mujahideen soldiers. The United States would then later attack the camp when bin laden was held responsible for united states embassy bombings in africa that sounds like the biggest under under the table agreement gone wrong at this point in the podcast like we're just gonna yeah sell well, you it wasn't these... exactly a small thing was it no well yeah we're gonna <laughs> yeah, say you all... wasn't really we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you all of these weapons we're gonna do all of this training and then a few years later we're gonna come back with bigger and better guns because remember we sold them to you so they're all of our shit ones that we don't want anymore who's gonna win this war <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. So US government officials and a number of other parties maintained that the US supported only the indigenous Afghan Mujahideen, not Osama bin Laden's because he was a recognized terrorist. Um, They denied that the CIA or any other American officials had contact with bin Laden lies, let alone armed, trained, coached or indoctrinated him. Many American scholars and reporters have called the idea of the CIA-backed Al-Qaeda nonsense, sheer fantasy and simply a folklore myth. But I'm pretty sure it's 
it's it's common knowledge and is filled with reputable evidence that they were funded by the CIA. Like this I, kind of sounds like the uh, the plot to uh, Mighty Ducks. The uh, <laughs> sorry, the, it, it kind of sounds like the plot to the Mighty Ducks, where they've got no equipment <clears throat> and they're just a bunch of idiots who can't play ice hockey. Right. And then oh they, yeah. They eventually they eventually yeah. get and then obviously, new kit and then be suddenly amazed. they're amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coach Coach Bombay goes to visit his uh, boss, and it turns out his boss is in bed with the Hawks, yeah. and he tries to get him to lose. Yeah, yeah. oh god, yeah. The chances, so does, yeah, because they want. Now I'm starting to see the I mean, Hollywood the, link. The parallels, the parallels <laughs> between the Mighty Ducks and some of the Lardy's involvement. So we've yeah. got uh, Amelia one of, one of the last ones. Uh, I guess it was JJ's uh, that he. I, well, I don't know, one of his favourites, maybe, uh, if you want to call it that, the Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, JJ, are you full on with that at all? or No. Okay, no worries. <laughs> I, so, I, I, just, I just know that it was, uh, it was released and uh, and it was a really big conspiracy theory and everyone yep. was like, don't be stupid. And then and, they were like, no, we it did happen. <laughs> but it's yeah. now late to do anything and too late to do we anything lied. about it. So. It did yeah. happen, we're sorry. I'm we're sorry, lied. we lied. Just, just 100% is the reason that America got to go to fight Vietnam, the Vietnam War. Yeah. Which I think they lost. Yeah. Like, might not be much yeah. of a good idea. What What an idiot idea. Yeah. Who's, who's, who pulled that name and job out of the bloody hat? <laughs> who's responsible for that one? He's so, just sat in the corner like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Was that you, Dave? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that one up. Kill him. Yeah, that's it. Sacrifice him. It'd be easy. Make him hang himself. I, they're, I, they're poor and Asian. I thought we'd bash them. <laughs> Turned out they're just men no. pits full of sticks. That's it. Yeah. Covered in their own shit. <laughs> so on August the second, nineteen sixty-four, a sea battle occurred. This is for people that have no idea what the Gulf of Tonkin is about. A sea battle occurred between the US and North uh, Vietnamese in the Gulf of Tonkin. Both sides experienced damage to their vessels uh, and the North Vietnamese lost four men and suffered six casualties. Two days later, uh, two, day, two, day later <laughs> two days later, a similar battle uh, was claimed to have happened by the National Security Agency, the NSA. Based on the assumption that these two accidents occurred, the US Congress granted permission for military action, which resulted in airstrikes on North Vietnam and ongoing event, uh, intervention in Southeast Asia. However, in 2005, the NSA, along with a lot of these declassified documents, op along with Operation Northwoods that came out, uh, a document said that from the Vietnam War, a document that was, sorry, declassified from the uh, Vietnam War period, Included research that assessed the second attack had never uh, had never happened. So, in the top secret paper, Robert Henyok reported, Oversight. "Yeah, two startling findings emerged from the new research. First, it's not that sim simply that there is a different story as to what happened. No, it is the fact that no attack even happened that night." Further analytical errors and an obscuring of other information led the publication of onto more evidence. In truth, Hanoi's Navy was engaged in nothing that night but the salvage of two boats uh, that were damaged on the same day. So there wasn't a small fight at all. It was just Ooh. two damaged boats that were irrelevant. And then that became the reason for the Vietnam War. 
That's and, a bunch of cunts. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a bunch of cunts. Like <laughs> it's basically just the biggest dick composition with America. They're just like, ah, fuck it. We'll just blow this boat up and go over there and just burn them all or whatever. Right, they right. Yeah. Okay. Their so was a big thing. Last one is the closest. I've done them all in chronological order, basically the ones that are glaring the most. Uh, now I remember this happening. I remember seeing it on TV, but not thinking much about it or anything like that. Just. The, the story that kind of sits on the surface, but after researching it, it's like, uh, what's so I remember it. I remember this as well. And I remember going, oh no, they've got two British soldiers, like, but they don't, and that's it. And they, they, that was it. Yeah, they've there been was arrested. No, like, deep dive. They, yeah. They're sitting yeah, on a concrete, oh, two, yeah. Two British. Sitting on a concrete floor, but, all tied up, like, faces blurred. Oh, this looks serious. Yeah. And then, and then nothing. Yeah. So, then you find out. Why? Why? Yeah, they, yeah. What happened? So, yeah, as well, again, like I've mentioned, with a lot of what we're talking about, it's in a Word document that we've all compiled together. And if you join the Discord, we'll have it pinned somewhere that you guys can also read and go to the sources where we've got all this information. Uh, in 2005, two British SAS soldiers dressed up as Muslims in Barca. Uh, I'll try. Basra. Uh, Basra, sorry. Uh, Barca. Definitely, definitely not on the new camp. This didn't occur at the new camp at all. Um, when you see the pictures from the Iraqi police of their disguises that they allegedly found them, it has to be something pulled Mate, from the, the it's a like something like a sketch. Little, yeah, it's like Little Britain. It's like... <laughs> it's like... So these... They just went like, give us, give it, just give us the cheapest Muslim costumes you've got, please. It's, it's terrible. Gary, I just ordered, the, I just got these two Muslim outfits off eBay. Let's fucking rack them on and see if we can get through Basra. Do they fall out if it's us? Yeah, immediately arrested with a car full of fucking firearms and explosives because you look like you're dressed as People like you've got as, as probably what a prince. They've got us one of Prince Harry's <laughs> Halloween outfits, is what they are. Say, Prince Harry and Prince yeah. William. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is there Prince, all this is, up again? You look at right, and you, you, <laughs> see the, you see the picture of the wigs. It's the wigs that give it away. It's like, how on earth did you like think you could get away with this? Did you buy it for like four ninety nine off Amazon and it came from China in the end or something? It was terrible. Yeah, Twenty one pound delivery. <laughs> <laughs> so right, yeah. so right, uh, they were, uh, yeah, two British SAS soldiers dressed up as Muslims in Basra. Uh, they were caught by Iraqi police. Um, inside a car that was loaded with firearms and explosive devices. They were taken to a Basra police station. When reports surfaced, the military of defense denied to comment on whether they were special forces working undercover or not. So the British army sent armored personnel carriers and helicopters in an assault on the prison that was holding- Secretly. The, yeah, secretly, by what was holding these uh, soldiers prisoners. However, there were locals everywhere. And the Iraqi locals started firebombing all of the armored vehicles and this, that, the other. It gets it gets even weirder to show how like kind of sick the um, the British Army are as well. So local Iraqis fought back with seven being killed and forty injured. But the attack on the prison was a diversion as the two soldiers were rescued from a nearby house. So they sent a bunch of soldiers into like a crowded rioting area. That has just they, they committed a terrorism. They, they, they did, did a terrorism. They did a terrorism. 
And it's like all of these locals were gathered outside this police station because two British soldiers had just been arrested, you know, like kind of a big deal out there. And then they've just gone and thrown in a load of armoured ve- armed armoured vehicles to try and get them out when they've just got all of these locals that have managed to end up like creating Molotov cocktails, like and throwing like rocks. Yeah, they, they, they blew the fuck out of one of this, like, a Basra yeah. to save these two men, but they they just did it to diverge it. So these have killed seven people um, and 40 plus injured people. forty plus. Just just so then go right. Look this way. Kill dead, dead, dead. Right, we snuck out of the house. Instead of just doing the sneak, like the sneaky thing, like. Go full SAS, Special Army Soldiers, right. is what the SAS stands for. <laughs> <laughs> they they could have just done that bit. They could have snuck in and got them. It's, it's crazy. Bastards, it's absolute crazy. Why, why, didn't they just, don't think- why didn't they just buy him another uh, disguise and sneak him out as prison officers or something like that? Yeah. Prison like, officers. Yeah. Why, why don't you? Why don't you take this beard off oh, and yeah. replace it with like a couple of scars? Hold on, Dave. Like... Yeah. I think I forgot. I added this to my basket while I was shopping. Oh, <laughs> like, why don't they do like what they did with Epstein and just like it's just, sneak, just the sneak YMCA? The British people. <laughs> just just the like in you imagine the police officer. <laughs> yeah, the, the village people. Oh. Hey, the village people are playing Basra today. <laughs> It's like when they did That's the like village people costumes, not Israeli things. village people. <laughs> Two members of the village people. <laughs> so uh, arrested in Basra. <laughs> and they're all like, they're all like, which ones? Which ones? I hope it's the gay policeman. <laughs> so okay, so the two soldiers were then rescued from a nearby house while this diversion went on. How they escaped from the prison. I don't know, but allegedly they were saying that there were also agents working inside the prison that managed to allow these uh, SAS soldiers out of the prison to this local nearby house that they were then rescued for. Uh, The British originally refused to compensate for the damage and apologise when the local Iraqi uh, security forces um, publicly accused them of the planning to plant bombs in a Basra uh, city square. And that they then, the, the Iraqi security forces were like, well, if you're not going to admit to it and we've proved that you are, we're not going to help you in this war or anything like this. And after they basically called the British Army's bluff in saying, uh, yeah, well, if you're not going to apologise for it, we just won't help you anymore. The British actually caved in and they apologised for it and compensated the Iraqi government for the damage. What does that tell so it's you? Like, it's like when your headmaster like drags you into a room and makes you apologise for something like forcefully. Yeah, just like, yeah. you think he oh, hasn't oh, got. Sorry, sir. Yeah, you think you think he hasn't got evidence on you, so you're like, oh, you don't need to do that. When they sit there and be you like, you can't do anything. You're yeah. not my dad. Yeah, and it's just like, what are you well, going to plant? Actually, son, I can. Yeah. You were going to plant bombs in this city square. Here's the evidence. Oh shit! Uh, all right, oh. Uh, keep that away. From, keep that away from the BBC. There you go. We're really sorry I, uh, that our, our SAS soldiers did a did an oopsie on you. <laughs> I once, when I was at school, I once was bribed by a teacher for my whole time at school because 
Um, my cousin had asked me to draw a sword in the, in the hand of a, of a guy on a horse and a knight, and I drew a massive dick. And my <laughs> history teacher kept it in the drawer, just bribed me with it my whole school year. My whole school, my whole school time. Every time he'd be like, Jackson! And he'd just look in his drawer and there'd just be this fucking Knights Templar with a big dick coming out of his hand. That's a great metaphor. So basically, like, yeah. Exactly like that. So he had it. He had everything on me. Like, I couldn't yeah. do anything in that class after that. So, yeah. So, like, the, like the British Army. Right. So, yeah, in the end, the British caved because the Iraqi, like, government sat there or the Iraqi security forces were just like, yep, just you were attempting to bomb us. Uh, we're going to tell everybody. Look nope, in the wait. drawer. Yep. Yeah, look in the yeah. drawer. Oh, look what we got. Oh, All right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what do you want? So, yeah. It's, that concludes the small little history uh, lesson that we're having here. But basically, all of that information is available in the document, like I told you, with sources. Governments do nasty things to benefit themselves. Your government doesn't care about They're you, the bastards. Ant. They're capable no, of the doing it. Granted, granted, a lot of these stories. <laughs> granted, <laughs> these stories were a mix of US and UK, and although we're kind of divulging into a situation that we believe the UK have constructed. It's it's just a look that it's a worldwide thing. It's to absolutely a worldwide yeah. thing. And the, the main thing that came of this, uh, of the 7-7 bombings, uh, the main thing that actually came of it is that we went to join America in... The Iraq War. Iraq. Which we, were, we weren't going to go. Like the, the British public was like, no protesting daily it wasn't going to happen and then this happened like and instantly like everyone we was on there, board we for it it's the same thing that happens same thing happened with the london bridge bombing recently <laughs> uh along the uh general election like lo suddenly yeah. loads of terrorism just started happening and you know that we needed a tory strong tory government for that yeah exactly yeah. and i do you would do have to assert that it was a labor government at the time of all this Mm. You know, even though Tony Blair is question well, questionable. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> he had a red tie. He was Labour. He was for the working class. Fucking, he looked like the, he was the fucking devil. He looked like the devil. Yeah, he's, like, fucking hell. His, 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 wife, fucking looks. his wife had a weird smile. But Noel Gallagher. <laughs> oh, Cherie. Cherie. Cherry. Cherry Blair. She's up there with Hillary Clinton in that one. They she's definitely, a, she's an they definitely thing, go two-way two on small boys. Sure, yeah. Oh, she's an horror bag, man. One of them's eating the legs, the other yeah. one's eating the skull. Oh. <laughs> right, so... Uh, uh, yes. Cats. <laughs> so it's been done before. It's not like... So we've set you up to say, look, it's been done. It's not a new thing for governments to create events that will lead people into the direction that they need to be led. Yeah, They're yeah. And that little push. Yeah, it does. It's like a little push to get you, get what they need and get what they yeah, want. Yeah, so and, yesterday... Uh, unfortunately, it was, it was at the, you know, some people lost their lives yeah. and limbs and stuff. Yesterday's, yesterday's you know, rumours were today's declassified information. Yeah, exactly. And they so, just keep coming um, out. Yep. Yeah. Which gives us more and more fodder every week. Yep. But or you could just do exactly what the UK have done and just just gone with like the most basic, no information, official story. Um, 
with no evidence and that changes that official story gets updated every time they get called out for something that can have happened. right yeah and before before we go any further i just want to say as well with the one that stands out about um these uh attacks is what a lot of people say is they don't really line up with a terrorist attack whereas if you was to sit there and say what would be attacked in the uk if it was a terrorist attack you'd either assume uh what st paul's cathedral because it's big uh big ben a historical monument or canary wolf because it's canary wolf and i think that is the biggest like target that's like within london the isle 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 of Dogs or Houses of Parliament. Right, right. The chi- but, Guy Fawkes has been there, done that. He's but, like, yeah. But, <laughs> didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, don't, didn't work. don't do that. <laughs> and now we've got fucking fireworks. God! <laughs> Our own 4th of July. Yeah. The guy just tried to burn the Houses of Parliament down. So instead of hitting something massive and significant, three tube trains and a bus. What, a like, bus. it just doesn't... It's kind but of not even, but not that, tube stations. Yeah, not tube stations. The trains, like themselves, like yeah. stations weren't damaged. Like you, you have the uh, twin ta- minimal damage. Right. Yeah, but you have these whacking locations, historical locations, uh, like um, the Oklahoma bombing, for instance. These humongous places, but yet this London ones, like three little trains and like a, a bus it doesn't stand out like a terrorist attack at all it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it was done for maximum impact no because yeah Do you know what i mean right right it doesn't at all so but the the first like, the first thing that i obviously i'm not gonna lie i didn't do a lot of research on this but no but you're, one of the you need that, to come into this blank though, yeah, right? yeah exactly so one of the one of the things that stood out was the amount of people saying that the it didn't even feel like a bomb. Am I right in thinking that yeah, everyone said it was like an electrocution? Yeah. Right, and there was like yeah. Well, the me- it was reported as power surges for all all morning until the Tavistock Place bus. It was power surges. Mm. There was no mention of bombs. There was no mention of explosions. It was power surges. Okay. For, for all morning until there was a like this suspicious bus bomb went off mm. in like the middle of nowhere so what time was it, it was how far af- how long after was the bus an bomb? hour an hour an right, hour okay so yeah yeah so but the bus bomb the bus bomb was directed into a like a quiet square okay so, so but, and and we can we'll get back to we'll that. get yeah we'll get all to that all, all information we're kind of just leading up really to the glaring situations as a timeline uh, in a moment. But one thing I wanted to, again, uh, point out that's kind of within the realm of what I was talking about in saying it doesn't stand out like a typical terrorist attack. Um, Al-Qaeda or any terrorist group has never, ever, ever claimed responsibility for the 7-7 bombings. None of them have claimed anything whatsoever. Remember that crazy uh, dude in Australia that held up like a coffee shop? Did you guys hear about that? One random guy held up a coffee shop in Australia and it was on Sky, it was on BBC News and everything. He was holding people hostage inside and he put a flag up of Al-Qaeda and he was like, yeah, I'm from Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda didn't claim that incident. Uh, No, sorry, they claimed, they were like, yeah, we're responsible for that. Yep, he's one of us. And after that whole incident went down, turns out the guy was just a local crazy fella. He had no connections to Al-Qaeda. Like, it wasn't... 
Al Qaeda just came out and just like, yeah, he's one of us. And then he was like, put a Muslim, uh, Islamic uh, uh, Al Qaeda flag up on the window of the coffee shop and was like, yeah, I'm doing this for Al Qaeda. He, he, he had nothing to do with them. He wasn't an agent or anything like that. He was just a local nutcase that just so had, why, didn't have. So why did they claim? Why did they claim? Because it was a terrorist incident. So why right, okay. a, one guy holding up a coffee shop in Australia is the biggest terrorist group on the planet claiming responsibility, yet the 7-7 bombings occur in London, they don't claim it. They don't claim responsibility it's never for been it. Claimed. Why? Yeah, it's maybe never they, been claimed. They, they, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't as big as they expected it and it was kind of a bit of an embarrassment. It ain't one guy with 40 people in a coffee, sh- coffee shop, London, shut yeah. up. Yeah, go, no, we ain't claiming that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Maybe, like if, they, if they're going to claim one dude in a coffee shop, like from out of nowhere, they're, they're not going to claim the 7-7 bombings. Is, is that recent, the coffee shop guy? No, it's not too recent. I don't know if Ben's doing right, some research okay. in the back. I'm not sure. But at some point, I'll bring it into the document just to show you. Because I, re- I remember seeing it. I remember like physically seeing it on television. Because I was thinking maybe they were just maybe they were just like starting to become a little bit irrelevant and they were like the marketing oh, yeah. team of Al Qaeda yeah. was just like come on guys we need to push this a little Play bit more. no one cares about you anymore it's like, so Emmanuel, the Russians yeah. it's like and Emmanuel, ISIS and all that shit like like Emmanuel Adibayor every transfer window he always does something controversial just to get everybody like looking at him yeah I mean I don't even know who that guy is I don't know it, yeah. Emmanuel Adebayor what are you talking about Play- I thought you were Sorry, just talking Dean. about another one Dean. of the terrorists no football no football references <laughs> right okay so yeah we're going to get into the timeline now and um, this is the beginning really of where everything unfolded for me that sat there and was just like wait a minute that don't add up this is what kind of led me down the rabbit hole so it's a timeline of the impossible train journey, as it's known as. Um, yeah. So, ah, JJ's like going. Harry Potter book. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, we can we can go for it. Yeah. I reckon. Oh. Can you? But you can hear us, right? Oh, well, oh, right. Okay. Right, so we can just talk for it, and then you can ask questions when you get back. <laughs> so okay uh it's a timeline of the impossible train journey and again like i've said before i'm going to be reading things because there's so much information numbers and locations it's hard to just remember it all off the top of your head so officially by the government's narrative uh it tells us that the four alleged bombers called the 740 train from Luton to King's Cross Thameslink that arrived at 832 and then they were seen on uh, seen at 826 or 823 is when they arrived they were seen by CCTV at 826 that's what it was labelled on the CCTV on the mainline platform or not or not labelled at all or not like yeah or not labelled at all it was blurred out right however Mm. that possibility of them catching the 740 from Luton to King's Cross, arriving at 8.23 and being seen on CCTV on the main platform is impossible. That's the narrative that they have officially from the government to begin with. As Ben has mentioned, they've changed a few things, okay? This is the impossible train journey. The 740 was cancelled, never existed, and that was confirmed by um, the Justice for 7-7... group that uh, want a public inquiry. They're like the most famous group that are fighting for it. 
Uh, they confirmed this by emailing Marie Burns, who at the time was Thameslink's customer relations. Uh, it was also reported by John Reed, the Home Secretary, that the bombers could have taken the 748 train. Okay. But with the reference to the actual train, uh, Thameslink train, the original one that they took, um, excuse me, the, uh, sorry, I'll, let me let me start again from that one. But with reference to the actual Thameslink train times on July the 7th, it was found that the scenario could not be correct either. The 740 did not reach King's Cross until 8.42. And that was seven minutes after the eastbound circle line that Shazad Tanweer was allegedly on had already departed King's Cross, which later exploded between Liverpool Street and Aldgate. The westbound circle line uh, heading from Edgware Road that had Mohammed Sadiq Khan on board, um, that was headed between Edgware and Paddington, had also already departed. So the alleged train that they got from Luton wouldn't have got to uh, King's Cross at all. The second one that was in line to it wouldn't have arrived at King's Cross that would then have coincided with the times released by the government of when they were on the main platform that was captured on CCTV and when they had departed the trains that blew up. And that was officially yeah. confirmed by Thameslink, a representative who gives out the timetables and discrepancies with the timetable that day. The trains had been cancelled and also delayed because there was interruption on the lines. So the official narrative of 740 and 748, if that if they couldn't catch the 740, wouldn't have added up. It is impossible for them to have been in central London at those times. No way. There's no way. And I think if they got an earlier train then they wouldn't have been able to appear on any of the CCTV that they appeared on. Right. But that obviously brings you into the CCTV footage because <sighs> they've only ever released of them arriving in Luton a still frame yep. of that CCTV camera. And this, is where, I, uh, this is where I go wild because the photoshopping on the still is... Oh, right. is this so is going. We've, we've got to this part of it. See, I don't think it's a photoshopped image. I haven't seen conclusive enough myself. So this is interesting from you, JJ. I want to hear this. Right. So the first the first thing is that it's so bad. The quality is just right. horrendous. Yeah. It could have because been they released anybody. A, a better quality version. Yeah, um, it's just a like a face. It's just a shape. <laughs> yeah. They, they basically are with, Minecraft in characters. a gate. <laughs> <laughs> They're just blocky heads, yeah, with a creepers, <laughs> with some rails going through the guy's body. Yeah, the, the guy would have one rail goes there <laughs> straight through him, yeah, and then the guy would have had to be about three foot three foot tall for him to be in that position, and that. It's crazy, and it's absolutely mental. If you were part of a terrorist faction. You wouldn't hang around together, would you? You'd be like, come on, boys, we should probably split up. Not all four of us. It's like the Abbey Road cover. They're all like walking in synchronization together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's be honest, boys. It does look a bit weird. We've got these whacking great backpacks on. Like we're already we've already got a bunch of lots of prejudice against us at this moment. Like And do you, do you know what? Trains are terrible in the morning. Should we go the night before? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure we're definitely there. <laughs> like that's, that's you would do that. You'd go the night before, and you wouldn't get on a train with CCTV. You wouldn't go together. It's just insane. Especially like, with like the the whole nine eleven thing. Like 
you, like what you were saying, Dean, like they've got prejudices against them anyway. Like, what should right. we do? Oh, four, four Muslim a, guys yeah. <laughs> go to a go to a train with, station with, with massive backpacks on. Yeah. All looking just, shifty as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's absolutely insane. So as it goes from there with the with the time frame again, um they're caught on like various CCTV uh, images. Never like, again together. Yeah, like, well, they're, they're, there's some way you see them coming off of a platform in somewhere else. But then I believe it was, uh, where is it on my little notes thing I've got here? I believe it was at like um, 8.30 was the last time that they were seen together, if I remember. Um Damn it! Do you reckon that it. they? Um, do you reckon they all they all had a set of headphones, but they only had one iPod? So they were like, let's share, <laughs> let's share the let's make sure we just get a four way splitter yeah. and we can listen to morning <laughs> prayers, and then, and then when we get there, we'll just we'll split up. Probably. Yeah, I think you. There, there's there's footage of them coming off a platform, but it's not the platform that they would have been coming off of if they'd been coming from. The Thames link, yeah, exactly. And so, and then after that, uh, after that, you don't see um Tamweer, uh, Sadiq Khan, or uh, um, Jermaine Lindsay, yeah, Jermaine Lindsay, all. yeah, or Mohammed Sadiq Khan. You, you yeah. only see, yeah, you only see after that, you see, um, who's the guy apparently blew up the bus? Uh, it, his name was, I've got it here. Um, Richard Jones. No, yeah, <laughs> Hasib Hussain. Hasib Hussain. Yeah, yeah. You don't see. You only see Hasib Hussain off that because yep. apparently everyone else got on tube tracks. Yes, but like, I just think, and then he went to McDonald's, but there's no CCTV footage of that. I'll get yeah. Like, yeah, this, this McDonald's thing as well. When we get to when we get this to the Tavistock bomb, we'll we'll obviously bring yeah. bring that up because so now we're jumping the, the CCTV yeah, the CCTV overall though just is so dodgy. You can they've covered up all the all the dates and times are completely blurred out yep. or not on there at all, or they're wrong or oh, so bad you can't read the them. Time. Yeah, but like all those CTV um, things run off a time code. They don't run off different times from each thing. They all no, run from a, it's all one synchronized a, a centralized unit. It's a synchronized unit. It's not different times and dates if they all plug into the same recorder yeah it's in sync so they're all they're all in sync plus it's a train station it relies on the time being so everything will be on the same time frame right it's yeah it's just it just it, it feels like these are all cut together to build a narrative yeah like of these are the men doing these things look here's them all arriving at Luton station on this day yeah and the guy's got the wrong different colored trousers yeah on. i was gonna to get to that as well they're like before. He, he just had loads loads of different ones in his backpack right so like yeah so <laughs> my question my question is the official narrative of the times doesn't make sense even though it's been proven by thameslink that the trains that they were claiming couldn't have arrived at king's cross at the set times that the government say that they did because they confirmed they were either cancelled or delayed how could the bombers be seen on cctv at 826 for the last time at King's Cross, Ben, what you, you were talking about, where the only train that they could have possibly caught was the 748 from Luton that would have had them arrived at King's Cross Thameslink at 842. Yet they were seen at 826. Allegedly. Time travellers. Allegedly. Well, they would, so, the only way would have been them have to get, get an earlier train, but then that CCTV footage in Luton would then be... 
the Luton CCTV footage would then not make any sense. Exactly. It can't, yeah, it can't. And even you mentioning that the fact that CCTV works on a time-coded system, it still would not sync up in any way, shape or form. It's impossible. Yeah. It does not make sense. Yet they would, they, they would all have to be like 15 minutes fast or 15 minutes slow in so many different ways that it would mean that CCTV footage is completely useless. Do yeah. they not because have... you can never go, oh, on Wednesday at 4am, there, there was an attack. Right. You'd have to then go through the whole day because the times are all off. Do yeah. they not have make sense. different... So, for instance, obviously, you've got, like, your Virgin and your GNER and stuff. Do they not have different companies that deal with different... So surely they well, no, because they're all done by the, it's all done by the train stations themselves, not the right. it's all done by National Rail. Okay, but the but even if the, even if say Luton's time was out by five minutes, all the CCTV footage would be out by five minutes, not just one camera. Yeah, okay, because it's not a sick time sync. So then they would have all the time, all the footage from King's Cross would then be if it's five minutes out, it's all five, all minutes, five minutes out, out yeah. and it's all run one, by the same company across the whole entire network. That's lost all the footage. Yeah, that's lost all the footage apparently for that day. So it can't it can't be looked like back just, upon. Just, it, yeah, that's why they've only got one frame of looted. They always seem to lose footage so when like something important happens. Like I've got these motion cameras in my house, in, in my garden and stuff, and it, the only thing it pick, picks up is the useless shit that you don't need. But it doesn't pick up the postman who walks around my whole property trying to find somewhere to put the parcel. <laughs> but, it, but, but it picks up the friendly cats that are like just right. m- and the bird around, and the know. bird that landed yeah. and then took off. Yeah. The harmless ones. So another but, one, yeah. that, another thing that uh, popped up while we were researching uh, and that is widely known as where uh, as well, Shazad Tamweer that was allegedly on the eastbound Circle Line train. When they were travelling from Luton, they drove down from Luton, um, Mohammed Sadiq Khan, uh, Shazad Tamweer and... Uh, Hamir, uh, Lees, is it Hamir Hussain? They all travelled down from Luton. Uh, sorry, uh, Leeds to uh, go. Uh, yeah, from Beeston Spe- uh, to go down. Beeston. To go down to Luton Station. Now, there's also CCTV footage of Shazed uh, Tamweer filling up petrol in uh, the Nissan Micra, and in that clip at stupid o'clock in the morning, I think it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I got it here. Sorry, uh, 4:53. He's four. in white. Yeah, uh, he's in white tracksuit bottoms. Yeah, it's in white white tracksuit. White tracksuit yeah. bottoms. Goes I mean, into the station, thing, pays. D- sorry, sorry, JJ. Don't, don't, I'm saying one thing: don't travel to from Beeston to Leeds in a Nissan Micra. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> if you've got like four backpacks full of bombs, three of them as Nissan well. Mi- <laughs> yeah. Oh, three of them, right? Yeah, okay. three yeah, of them because George. That, uh, Jermaine okay. Jermaine Lindsay came from Aylesbury. He met him across. Ailes- ah, we're okay. gonna get. We're gonna get to a car park incident when they all meet up a bit later. Another glaring thing that stands out that's left out by the government narrative. Uh, sorry, yeah. He's seen on the petrol station wearing white trousers. After filling up, they then leave and they are picked up once again, very briefly on a motorway CCTV camera. It could be it could be any car. Could be any car. Any car yeah. that could be. It's, but it's about blur. that big. It's tiny. It's their car. Uh, they didn't stop anywhere else. But when they get into Luton Town car park, uh, they um, on the CCTV. Sorry, the, then the CCTV footage. Coming into Luton Station, the famous one, none of them are wearing white trousers. And along the way, again, I'll get to the car park situation later. At no point 
is Shazed Tamweer shown to ever be changing trousers? And he was the driver. Why, in the famous Luton picture of when they're walking into the station, are they all wearing dark trousers, but yet on the petrol station image, he's wearing white tracksuit bombs? Photoshop! <laughs> a bit I of mean, a glaring, like, discrepancy. Is there not, is there not a... Is there not a possibility that they could have, obviously, from the petrol station to Luton, is there not a possibility that they could have pulled into a... Um, They'd be late for their train. <laughs> they, would well. been, they would have been late. <laughs> yeah. So the I time mean, that they... Maybe they changed in the car. I mean, it's a Nissan Micra. It's very small. And driving. Driving at the same time, performing some Mr. Bean shit, like trying to pull his trousers off and like get him while he's driving. So that's, again, another time discrepancy. The fact of when they were seen at the petrol station and how long it takes to get to London at five o'clock in the morning down the M1, it's not going to be very busy. Do you know what I mean? No. So they're able to time that. And uh, if they stopped anywhere, it would have had a discrepancy in them catching their trains and arriving when they did on CCTV footage inside inside the car park, but they didn't. So why is he not wearing yeah. uh, white trousers? What's all that about? Very, oh, very strange. They were, all, they were all wearing Adidas poppers over their trousers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ah. Kappa yeah. was a big thing back ah. there, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Like, especially, oh, they were all, they were all strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn village people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you there go. go. Okay, you see, so, we're working it out. We don't need that private investigation. We know. So we're in the we're in the area now of train times. They're in London. Uh, they're at King's Cross. They are now departing onto their trains. Okay. So as Ben has mentioned earlier on in the podcast, the timeline that occurred. So at eight fifty a.m. simultaneously. As the government narrative says, simultaneously, literally within a minute of each other, all three bombs blow up on the trains. So it's a train just outside of Liverpool Street Station, killed seven people. That was Shazed Tamweer. Um, he went eastbound from King's Cross. A train just outside Edgware Station, killing uh, six people, Mohammed Sadiq Khan. That was westbound. A train between King's Cross and Russell Square stations killing 26 people was Jermaine Lindsay. That all happened simultaneously at 8.50 a.m. Now, uh, we're going to go to... We'll go to the uh, bus a bit later, but now this is the... Uh, oh, no. We'll go to the bus now because then we'll start going to the situation of multiple bombs going off, more than four. So... After they've made their journeys, at 9.47, fourth suicide bomb, alleged, uh, explodes on a double-decker bus at Tavistock Square, uh, Tavistock Place, killing 13 people, and that was by Hasib Sain. That's a really... Uh, uh, the um, bus situation's a very, very strange one. So the narrative was that Hussein left King's Cross without catching a train. There's no explanation to that. Why three, three trains and one bus? Why not two trains and two buses? There's four of them. You know, just looking at... Even even how he got to that bus is, like, odd. bizarre. Like, how he got onto that bus. So weird, the way he would have... Even, if, like, let's say he actually got that bus. Like, he was aiming to get that bus. He got the number 90 bus up to Euston Square. Yep. So changed get buses, got on the foot... Back on a bus going the other way, but that bus was then diverted into Tavistock Place. Right. But if he'd stayed on the 91, he would have got 
he would have gone to Tavistock Place anyway. Yep. Makes absolutely and that no bus, sense. He, he would never knew that. He never knew that bus was being diverted. Yep. There was no and like. It wasn't like on diversion. He, the police cordoned off the road as the bus pulled off and told this bus to go into that bit. Like it, they, they as as it happened, like he was. They, it was pushed into that quieter street. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So he has. <laughs> so he's come out of King's Cross. He's got on that nine number ninety one, which goes westbound. Um, Towards oh, you wait, 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 we missed a bit. Go on. He went into McDonald's for he went into McDonald's for about half an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So he went to McDonald's for breakfast. Uh there's no CCTV provided you know, of him being in McDonald's. You know, fundamentalist Muslim going into McDonald's for, for breakfast. For breakfast. There's right. no fillet of fish at breakfast. <laughs> no fillet of fish. There is no CCTV. No CCTV anywhere. Nothing released about that, it. They said he went into. Ma- he, they can said I he muff- or close to dry muffin. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to WH Smith's to buy it. Probably a battery. Allegedly, they don't know, but probably allegedly a battery. Uh, and then he went to get on the bus, get the 91 bus to go to Houston to stop outside Houston Station to then, then try to the go back. Bus back. Which would have gone back to King's Cross that he just come from, yep. but it was accidentally diverted, and then it went bang. Ended up in the location that his original bus would have like would have got to. Taken. Now, to me, watching all of this situation unfold with um, Hasib, uh, it looks like a person can. Conf- Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Fused. He was the, wasn't he the youngest out of all of them as well? I think he was 18 or something. He was the youngest out of all of them. Watching, 
everyone else goes off to these trains and then they all simultaneously blow their bombs up. Like they had a plan like, right, at 8.50, let's do this, guys. Like, let's do it. Why was this then youngest one, like, not on a train, and the bomb exploded nearly an hour later? It looks... Does he forgot his uh, daylight, a daylight saving set on his watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and he, he forgot his battery. It looks... So everyone, everyone else had a, a little walkie-talkie version, but he's uh, like, oh, bro, oh, bro, the battery's gone. Click, battery. click, 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 click. <laughs> oh, bloody battery's gone. I'll have to go get me fillet of fish and get me battery. It's, do you know what? We'll, we'll that is me doing a Beeston accent, by the way. I'm from fucking York, which is like 30 miles away from Beeston. So, and it's terrible. And, so we'll interject here as well. When you got, like, JJ said he hadn't been researching, but um, like me and Ben have obviously looked into a bit. There's, there's some other stuff that we're going to touch upon a bit later, but how, how, how obvious is... Um, the the movie Four Lions, this situation oh. and Operation Crevice, like a complete influence for that movie. It's inc incredible. Like yeah, you just said, JJ, incredible. like forgetting his battery. Like, yeah. if if that's the case, he looks like he's wandering around. The, oh crap! Where was I supposed to go? Oh, I forgot my London. I forgot my London Underground map. Oh no! I forgot my battery as well. Oh Christ! The I way. got my bleach. I got my nails. I ain't got my battery. I'll have to go and do Smith's. Oh, now I'm a bit peckish. I'll like to get a fillet of fish. Oh, shit, it's breakfast. I can't. Oh, There's bloody hell, we're sitting here. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Where's my bus? Oh, my, my watch is an hour like, late. Oh, crap. I thought, it's, I, thought it was, I thought it was already 8.50. It's nearly nine. Oh, it's, set, oh. it's set to Beeston time. Oh, no. 18.39. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! You didn't tell me I'd gone through time zones. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! So, oh my God! I hate that we're laughing at this, but I'm glad I introduced it because of Four Lions. We're laughing at the comedy. We're laughing at yeah. we're laughing at comedy, um, everybody. Well, this is where this is because obviously there's the 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 main argument uh, in Ripple Effect is that these four men had been recruited for. Peter Powers crisis um, situation exercise yes yeah so they'd they'd been recruited for that and so they were meant to act as bombers do what they needed to do at these exact I locations I think what happened at these locations I think what happened was it suddenly they found out that maybe they weren't uh, well um, Hasib heard the bombs go off before he'd maybe got lost or maybe was was meant to go somewhere else. And as soon as it became real, he started panicking and he's gone to McDonald's. Disappeared for an hour. He's yeah. trying to find, disappear for an hour. And then obviously he's got on this bus. He's got on a different bus because he's switching buses like... Right, it's not making sense. He looks panicked. It's not making sense. I mean, he London, panicked London is a confusing place. But they never found it. They never found his body. Like his body was like eviscerated. Yeah. How do you know that he wasn't off? Because then later on, four men reported to be, three men reported to be killed at Canary Wharf. Yeah. So who's to say? And I remember that on the day. Hadn't gone, oh no, the, the bombs are going off. The bombs go. What do you mean? This is meant to be fake. This isn't real. Yeah. Why are the bombs going off? Where do we go? They head off to like, they just go like, they don't know where, they don't know London. They don't know Madden, what they're doing. confusing place. Yeah. And they could, and if you, you look at the trains that they could have got, they could have got to Canary Wharf on the Jubilee. Line. Easily, yeah. So 
I reckon that this is what I, I think. If if these men were involved in any way, they were meant to be part of this war games thing. Yeah, and they were used as gone, patsies. Oh my god, we're we're being set up here. Yeah. And you're not going to expect right. an 18-year-old Muslim kid with a whacking great backpack on him to come out of King's Cross and go, help me, I'm being set up as a suicide bomber, like at a yeah, rush hour in London. And, <laughs> and that's if they even went to London at all. Exactly, yeah, because there's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Because those, those, train, those trains are just, like, all over the place. There's no way that that CCTV... Could be accurate. ...has them doing what... Yeah, there's no way it has them doing those bombs yeah like and the tra- and then we get onto the, so we, i guess we move on to the trains themselves now yeah like the the eyewitness at accounts are trains going in completely different directions right yeah 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 to what they couldn't be going on that train because that train was coming from liverpool street going towards yeah, king's cross like all these like, people that were filmed like the survivors and passengers almost i'm pretty sure every piece of clip that we had seen of these survivors talking to reporters about incidents and being on the carriages or the carriages next to them, they were all saying they were going in opposite directions. There was one woman that had to correct the reporter in uh, the, the Indian woman with the um, she was I think she was holding like an umbrella or something like that. Yeah. She said, "Oh, where were you? you were going eastbound?" She's like, "No, no, no, I was coming from Aldgate and going like to towards yeah. King's Cross, which and, and it was not, the, the alleged like it was the carriage, sorry. it was the carriage that her carriage that had blown blown up." So how was it coming from west? How was it going like northbound from Aldgate through Aldgate to Kings Cahal? How was it doing that? Because so there was a lot. There was a lot of people um, like skeptics of the conspiracy saying, "Oh, these people were confused and stuff." But what people have got to remember is these are people's routes they take daily. Yes, like yeah, they take them daily. It's not like oh, I must have got on the wrong train going the wrong way. Like that's what people are saying as an argument against it. I'm like, it's not trauma. You take the fucking it's rush hour. You're going to work. You know what your train is. You know, accidentally get the wrong one going the other way. Yeah, no, and there's these other discrepancies with like there's um, people that were in the actual bombs and stuff, and they were going to like say what I think those American sisters that are so annoying. The, but, the what were they called? Get the, the Benton, Benton, the Benton sisters, Benton, Benton sisters, yeah, Benton sisters. They are the most annoying two people I've ever listened to, and I had to switch it off. But <laughs> they were going to the Tower of London. Yep, and they were in fucking like going towards Paddington yeah like away from like they they was they claimed they've been told that they were that one of the trains was going to the Edgware Road one that was it yeah there's no way that that train was going towards <laughs> Edgware Road if they were coming from Pad if they were going towards Paddington yeah to London Tower London because Tower London is on the circle line round that way yeah so why are they going to Edgware Road if they were going to the you get you got to like, get off at London Tower Bridge. Hill yeah and it's no it, yeah. Like there's a lot. It's the other way around. Yeah, it's the way, there's a lot. It goes towards King's Cross. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are listening to this. That we, me and Ben are talking because we know the London route. We know the underground. But you can you can corroborate these people's claims and stories with a London underground map. Like for instance, the famous photo of the woman JJ could has probably seen this. Um, although he knows nothing about the conspiracy of the woman holding the protective mask on her face and the guy sort of with his arms over her shoulders, leading her to an ambulance, uh, sorry, uh, leading her out uh, toward an ambulance. She's got 
the white mask on that's for like burns on the face. I can't remember yeah. what her name was, um, but you can research it. And she's obviously been interviewed. She was claiming that she was going to Canary Wharf, but she was heading westbound on the circle line. Canary Wharf is like southeast. Why from King's Cross was she going westbound round the circle line yeah. to get to Canary Wharf? It's on the opposite side of the underground. It makes no sense. Even if you're trying to change trains, you wouldn't go back. You wouldn't go away from on the circle line. You can get to the Jubilee line or you'd go to West Ham probably. So you'd be on the Hammersmith and City right. to the Jubilee. Right. And then you change, go two stops to Canary Wharf. It's uh, so nerdy, isn't it? Oh, I can tell you how to know, get to I, I agree with you, but it's, <laughs> but it's essential that we divulge. With air conditioning. But it's essential that we exaggerate and divulge how common knowledge these stations and routes are when you know London. And like JJ said, this is people's livelihoods. I would very much doubt that a shocking situation like this would throw your head off so much that when being interviewed about what direction of train you're taking, that you take daily to work. And they probably have been doing so for years. I don't think an A to B is just going to suddenly dissolve from your mind. Even so much to confuse... A lot of people... A lot of people in those moments, like, they're in the shock, carried on going to work or carried on or switched and started going home. Right. So they were, like, they were in, in autopilot. You would do what your normal day would be. Yes. So they wouldn't just go, oh, uh, I, I was going this way. I changed trains. Oh, I'm lost. Like, I don't know. You just go, I'm going to work now. This is how I get to work every day. Yeah. yeah. You know that, I know that route to like four different offices in London that I go to a lot. I know those routes off the back of my hand yep. and I know alternative ways to do that as well. Yes. So you wouldn't just get confused. You'd be like going, oh, if you did get confused, it'd be like in a different line, using a different line. Yeah. Or like, oh, I, I don't know. It's just the whole, that whole thing just screams like this was power surges yeah. and they've then turned it to be something else. That's, that's what it seems to me. Again, going back to um, passengers confusing information and forgetting things and or at least elaborating on the idea of that people can be in such shock that they completely forget where they're supposed to be going uh, even prior to like bombs going off okay so there was a guy uh, that uh, his name's Ian Wade and at 935 uh, Ian Wade on the uh, of the BBC finance department called into BBC radio. He initially said he hadn't seen anyone with serious injuries, that the explosion was a minor incident and that he was evacuated off of the train in 15 minutes. Uh, he was on the carriage next to the one that had exploded, uh, that the explosion had occurred on. Ian's wife, Eve, uh, told the independent the next day, uh, who was also with, uh, Ian at the time, uh, she said that she saw numerous people with injuries, whereas Ian said he didn't see anybody. Um, numerous people with injuries on uh, on her way out of the tunnel. Now, the day after her interview occurred, Ian then gave another interview to the BBC, saying that the carriage in front of him had more si significant damage, the carriage that had obviously blown up, uh, and that his... Uh, uh, sorry, his carriage had had more significant damage and that the explosion was on the ceiling and that he remembers seeing blood and people with lost limbs. 
Now, his first interview, when he called into the BBC to say that, oh, it was just a minor incident. Yeah, there was a there was a bang. Uh, there weren't really much. It full, it full up with soot and this, that, the other. And uh, yeah, we was on there for about 15 minutes and then we got escorted off. Um, that's very different from saying that, oh, yeah, the, the, the carriage was mangled. Oh, there was people laying on the floor, blood. People lost their limbs. It's a big stretch for yeah. someone that's in shock. Now, and shock works the reverse, uh, from what I know. From yeah, what you I know, would, you would, it would be more dramatic, essentially. It would be more dramatic initially. Unless with no retrospect. There you go. I, I mean, I, I, my past job that I had, I dealt with lifeguard. Uh, I was a lifeguard. And when you rescue someone that is in a panic for about two or three seconds or five seconds, and they're trying to tread water... They then sit and go, oh, God, I was like, I was treading water for like a minute before anyone showed up. I've had it before. And we look at CCTV and it's a matter of seconds. Stuff like you, like JJ was saying, when you get shocked, it's more exaggerated and it calms down with progress, with time. This, on the other hand, ah, was, there was nothing. But then in his last interview, he's like, oh, there was bodies everywhere, blood. Yeah, it got worse and worse and worse the more he was in. Didn't make so sense. what would be his... Um, what would be what would be essentially his agenda from that, though? So do you reckon someone an, in an the inaccurate, told an in, him and said... Well, it's an inaccurate account. Um, and whether or not it was... And again, he's working for the BBC too. So you might want to sit there and yeah. be like, have they yeah. had someone, like, phone in and deliberately mm. quick? Well, that, Go on, babe. Well, that goes back to that um, panorama thing is... Um, they said that the BBC, there's a there's an act, there's a TV yes. act, like that that, um, and I forgot his name again. The politician, I found it, um, but I forgot his I'll name find it. again. But he he basically said, um, one guy goes, we have the powers to, we would in, we would tell, we have the powers to take over the BBC. We will we will drive the narrative. We will tell people what we want people to hear. And then Michael Portillo, hey, there says, we go. Oh, that's yeah. it. Um, my, my, Michael Portillo, that fucking smarmy smarmy fucking toy. He's got rubbery face. I think he was a Labour, but oh, he's such a. He looks like a uh, spitting image yeah. character. Uh, oh, one of those things um, on a lollipop from he, the seaside. He, he, he then, uh, he, yeah, <laughs> he then obviously goes tones it down a bit he goes oh we wouldn't what we would we would tell the bbc we'd give the bbc the information they needed but we wouldn't take control we wouldn't be in we yeah. wouldn't have the power almost that. as we if that although we had the power we yeah, yeah almost as if oh shit but, don't say that oh christ i better oh, let me make this the, worse than it the BB sounds the bbc is the biggest propaganda machine for the government yep. fucking it's just as bad as fox news like it's terrible. Yep. Like they just, they are so government aligned. It's unreal. Yep. And on this day, it's like the, the story changes throughout the day from power surges all morning, like all morning until Tony Blair comes out and says, it's Muslims. It was the Muslims. Straight it was like an inaccurate. Straight away. Yeah, it was like, oh, it clearly is. Yeah, and there was like no evidence. And it that wasn't. Pointed towards it. And as well, like keeping quickly with what Ben. But the evidence leads. In, historically, the evidence leads to being an IRA attack. Yeah, yes. It should have been, it, this could have been an IRA. This could be, the, the evidence says, based on what has happened, if it was bombs, which no one says it's bombs until like 11 yeah. o'clock, 
it would be an IRA yeah. attack or it would have been good. It could be the IRA. It could be Islam. No one's claimed yeah, it. Exactly. No one's claimed it. So you don't go to Islam. Now, this is a... You go to what is the most realistic. Yeah. Now, keep him... Sorry. No, I you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> it's a good point, though, because I, I, I wasn't going to bring that up, but it was something that I had noted. So keeping with what Ben had said with the inaccuracies of the story and this, that, the other. So the immediate aftermath of what has happened, the free tube bombs have gone off and also the Tavistock Square bus has also exploded. So I've got a chronological order of the most significant news reports and radio broadcasts that lead even more to a lot of inaccuracies. So at 10 a.m., BBC Radio confirmed that there had been explosions reported uh, at Aldgate, Edgware Road, King's Cross, Old Street and Russell Square. Then at 10.46, BBC Radio <coughs> then reported that they had heard, with confirmation from the Met Police, three bus explosions had occurred. On top of the explosions or incidents that had just occurred at Aldgate, Edgware, King's Cross, Old Street and Russell Square. Three bus explosions. That was at 10.46. 10.55, BBC Radio then report again that police are investigating incidents at Edgware Road, King's Cross, Liverpool Street, Russell Square, Aldgate East, Moorgate, and also the free bus explosions. That's six train stations I, there. Yeah, but those, but Aldgate East, Moorgate, and Liverpool Street, they are very, relatively very, close. Very, very, very so close vicinity. Could- with each other. So you, so you could say that, that something happened in between those stations. But also but free bus. Yeah. I don't. So. So. Yeah. And the free buses. What? Like, where did that come from? Because I remember hearing about <laughs> multiple explosions. Again, because I was round the corner when the Tavistock one blew up. I heard it. I remember hearing throughout the day that people had said that there were two other bus explosions. How do you just... Two bus explosions. Oh, yeah, and even the police have confirmed it. What? Where I are these? I don't, be, I don't want to be that guy. But no, but you're in, meant to. When, yeah, well, when when obviously things like that are happening, you're getting the news as and when it's coming out, and so people, you know, do get confused and do get that, that kind of element where, yeah. you know, yeah, there, there's, one guy obviously sees there's an explosion that- and he's on the other side of the road, and he's another guy sees an explosion and he's on the other side of the road, it's it's one of them. So I mean, is there any evidence that there was three other buses? Is there any photos? No, nothing, nothing. 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 Okay. Absolutely yeah. nothing. So I mean, I think that's quite hard to cover up. Right. That, oh no. Yeah. That, yeah. I can. That, I can. That many, that many people there. That, I mean, camera phones were a thing. A lot of they? these. They weren't, you know, it was two thousand five. Yeah. yeah Nineteen eighty five. What I'm, what I, I see here is the fact that they were just trying to report as much as possible, you know, yeah. get sensationalist journalism. Right. In. Yes. It's just like, oh, there's another one gone off. Oh, there's another one. Oh, reports of another one. It could be someone putting the shutters down on a fucking. <laughs> and the, uh, that, those three buses. <laughs> you slam them down hard. Yeah, those two buses as well. Especially in London. Two buses as well could have been suspect <laughs> packages. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so okay 11.40 shark so, so at 11.40 on BBC World seven explosions had been confirmed allegedly by the Met Police 8.51 Moorgate Liverpool Street and Aldgate East on BBC uh, uh, BBC World uh, 8.56 King's Cross Russell Square and then 9.17 by Brian Paddock of the Met Police he himself said that there had been an explosion at the on uh, Edgware Underground at 9.17. Yeah. 
8.50 was when free train explosions occurred. 9.47 was the Tavistock Square. Between the bus explosion and the train explosions, the Met Police confirmed another explosion on a train at Edgware Road. That Then that story just dissipated nowhere. No information about that one like anymore. That's is quite that, sort of is, significant. Is the... Is there could, could there have been a possibility of like think fallout? You know, like obviously. Oh yeah, I creates. imagine there could have been. So a, there, you know, they could they could have essentially been bricks or something fall down, which have created. Engineer, uh, yeah, engineer, it, turn yeah. something on or fixing something by mistake. Yeah. Bang! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a thought. Yeah, but I, I still can't. I can't get away from these um, power surges because the amount of people, and I'm saying like a significant amount of the people that have been brought that have been interviewed have said that they felt like they were being electrocuted. Yes. They didn't feel like they were being blown up. They felt like expect the Benton sisters, like all the different trains. It like the power surge thing to me seems like the power surge happened. Yes. Like they, a lot of people said it felt like they were being derailed and touching the tracks and they were getting electrocuted. Like no one on those first immediate aftermath interviews or further on because a lot of people have been interviewed later on and they've said it felt like I was being electrocuted right yeah it- like I've 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 never been blown up but I can't imagine it feels like you've been electrocuted right exactly yeah the- sounds rather peculiar I mean I guess I guess when you yeah. when you're in kind of any situation where there's like explosions and metal there's going to be vibration which simula- which has the simulation of being electrocuted. There's one woman, she says, I felt like I was having a thousand volts put through me. And I'm just yeah, like, it's like- have, have, have you ever had one volt put through you? Or right. I, I've never been, I've never been electrocuted. I mean, we've I've, all put our tongue I've, on a square oh, wow. battery. Like uh, when we were a kid, that's 12 volts. That, that, that apparently just tastes like I've, vagina. I've, <laughs> I've electrocuted myself quite a few times. Oh yeah. And it, oh, it's not pretty. It's, it's that numb. It's a numb feeling, like a numb feeling. It's not. It's like like it's it's like, like it's not like it wouldn't feel like pressure. It wouldn't feel like someone because an explosion. Like we've all been around something like, blowing up. An aerosol can being put in a yeah. fire. Yeah, it. You feel it. Like you're, you're inside like, move. You do that. Yeah, but an, but an electrocution. It's like a like a like <laughs> and, and it's like a magnetism to it. It's. It's like it's like straight away it's just like oh I heard someone say Islam. Pulling names out of hat again, isn't they? Electrocution fuck off. Islam, there we go, we got one. Quick, run it up to him. <laughs> it's like the Paul is dead thing all over again. <laughs> if you play this guy screaming yeah. backwards, he says this power surge. I mean, power surge. And then slam. Power surge for a fucking... terrorist attack. We fucking. Here yeah. we go. It goes. It goes. I was slammed against. The... I slammed. I slammed. <laughs> Tom Blair probably fucking heard it though with those fucking ears. You could probably hear explosions in Afghanistan. <laughs> oh god. But um. 
I just, yeah, I can't get Lots away of, from that. Like, yeah, like, so it, it, you can, again, you can go and see all of these interviews that we're talking about. Uh, we will link the uh, Seeds of Destruction uh, documentary that everybody can watch that we also... Yeah, that's... that's that sees the destruction one for me is a lot more level-headed yes, yes. and a lot more like quick. Whereas ripple um, ripples, the ripple effect, like ripple effect one and two, which two is like kind of like an extended cut. It's, it's interesting. And it does like, it's clearly biased towards the conspiracy like, itself and the Muslim attack. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's quite, I don't know, clutching at straws. Yeah. Whereas the seeds of yeah. that, and the guy who... He was seeds of destruction. The guy, Muhad Adib, or whatever he's called, from... So it's, it's a fake name, so the guy obviously didn't want to get Oh, yeah, harassment. Ripple Effect, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but when they actually, yeah, when found, they actually found him, he used to claim he was Jesus Christ, or the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then he got... He's had loads of false allegations and fraud claims against him. So, I mean, it pretty much writes him off. Yeah, so we, um, we like, like we said. But he, he was the, he was like the instigator of it all. So, like, yeah. he, he was he was sending out DVDs to people, putting ideas into people's heads, which was, again, the problem because then you've got three different narratives or two different narratives and then it starts getting very confusing. Yeah. A lot of the stuff he has to say is, like, legit what we're talking about now, but... Yeah, a but where is the seat? Yeah. yeah, he he had, he just seems like it's an interesting listen because or watch, especially the two hour one because he does go into a bit more detail and he does kind of bring up more things and it's better, like it's a better made documentary yeah. and it does go into the fact that how how he was he was definitely singled out as like someone we need to silence. It felt yeah. like he was being mm. silenced. Well, that's that's essentially um, what the other narrative bring, is, isn't it? That he's like, it's like yeah. what they do with everybody. It's probably what they'll do with us. They're like, oh, those guys <laughs> yeah. are fucking cra those guys are crazy. Yeah. Don't listen to them. They're just crazy. <laughs> no, you know? we're white. We're white, non-Muslim. We are absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're white. <laughs> we're absolutely fine. We got. But you know, white privilege works when you're in a yeah. podcast. Yeah, you say that until I'm found dead. And then yes. that'd, be, that'd be the worst. That would be oh, the no. worst thing. Like, oh. I keep having all these you, thoughts. You will get suicide. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll, you'll everyone get... thinks that you've suicide. You've killed yourself. And you're like in your little spirit world. You're just you'll like, get oh, Hillary Clinton. I'm just hearing the truth. I do. You'll get Hillary Clinton, no doubt. JJ's been, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's been suicided. He, he ran himself over. With yeah. <laughs> well, he, he did a Brian Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the guy from yeah. Reset Team trying to get his jacket potatoes that had rolled out of the car. <laughs> he oh, didn't know. It wasn't that he'd eaten, he said he'd eaten too many jacket potatoes. <laughs> I just it. had this vision of these jacket potatoes rolling down his drive and he was like, <laughs> and then he hasn't put his handbrake on and he's like, ah! We, we, we need to do an episode on that, the Brian Harvey incident. He's, oh yeah, he's a proper nutcase, man. Uh, he's pro he's he's gone like full conspiracy theorist now. He's crazy, dude. He's got a YouTube I'm channel. I'm we need Robbie a full. Williams as well. So yeah. right, but like, so we'll get yeah. back to uh, where we left off. I'm I'm <laughs> seeds of destruction. Like said, all these interviews, it, it, you can find it in that documentary. Yeah. So. But until, was it 11 o'clock? Well, I've got my notes. Let me get my notes now because this is where I started paying attention. <laughs> right. So until 11 a.m., 
when Tony Blair made his first like address, public address yeah. about this, it was power surges. There was no mention. Well, there was the bus explosion and power surges. Mm. So it, up until ten to nine, when the bus went off, it was only power surges. And then at ten to nine, there was a bomb on the bus. And at eleven a.m., Tony Blair comes out and just goes, "These Islamic fundamentalists attacks <laughs> fundamentalists, but are." Uh, Destroying Britain and we will not have anything to do with them. We should attack Islam. Islam is to blame for this. I am Tony Blair. I am a cunt. And I I was the most Tory leader of the Labour Party. And my wife is scary to look at. That was a great, that's a great impression. I am a impression. Tony Blair is, Tony Blair should be in fucking prison for war. Yeah. He's a fucking, like... How the Labour Party elected, I guess they just wanted to get into power because they haven't been in power since Tony Blair and he was the only, that that middle ground of all these Brits who just want Tory government. They were like, oh, he look, he's quite safe. Let's get Tony yeah. in. Like, And the, this country's yeah. been fucked. His wife's a bit of an aura bag. Uh, his wife's a bit of an aura bag. I bet <laughs> he's pissed off. Like, let's get him in power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... Uh, I, this country to me I, like is the worst but like yeah Tony Tony Blair comes out 11 o'clock straight to Islam to this day no one has claimed responsibility for mm. this to this day and Tony Blair without any evidence goes straight to Islam because he wanted to fund his war he wanted us all to go to war with his fucking bum chum George yep. Bush who no one wanted to go to this war bum no chum. one in England wanted this war no one <laughs> Like it was campaigned and protested main, against that was this totally it was like we did what America couldn't and we fought this war to the fact that we weren't going to go and then bang suddenly these power surges turn into explosions four blokes who have who were clean skins and not known to the authorities yeah to the MI5 to the to the authorities or anyone suddenly they've set off these four bombs that was nine explosions at one point and then seven and then it's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. And the it it lends itself to being military grade explosions, not homegrown. So yeah, so just quickly attaching to what Ben has just said there, before the seven seven bombings there was uh, a successful operation by the um MI by MI five, sorry, called Operation Crevice, and they had been tracking a group of about 40, didn't they say, in total? They had 40, 40 fundamentalists that they believed uh, were a high risk, and they'd been tracking them for months, and then there was a big swoop. Um, they managed to raid several places and arrest them all and convict a few yeah, of them. Yeah, there's fertiliser bombs and stuff. Right, and there they were... They found fertiliser bombs. In and amongst, amongst photos, when Operation Crevice was reported by the BBC and that the MI5 had released information about it and saying we had these photographs while we were um, following them. Uh, Mohammed Sadiq Khan and Shazed Tamwir were both seen mixing with these fundamentalists on several occasions, photos taken of them with these people, even audio evidence of Mohammed Sadiq Khan asking the head guy of this particular group, allegedly, allegedly Asking him if he was a terrorist. No, it's and it's Tamwir and Sadiq Mohammed Sadiq yeah. Khan having a conversation in a car, and Tamwir goes, 
are we terrorists? And he just says, we're working through, we're, they work That's through it, us. yeah. Like, because they owned the bookshop, didn't they? They worked, they worked out that bookshop, the uh, Islamic bookshop. <laughs> right. But they, both, it. and they, those both went on to obviously commit the 7 7 bombings. They were not arrested or picked up by MI5 when this Operation Crevice was going on. They, they even were forgotten about. They were pushed aside. They weren't tracked. Yet they were photographed. Something like they were, they're involved. They're involved 1% the, of all the co connections, all the links and everything. I think 1% led them to those yeah. two. So they were just seen as not even people of interest. They would just happen to be involved in a conversation. Right. Once. Like they, that, but that's, it comes back to the bookshop. <coughs> that I think Mohammed Sadiq Khan was involved with or owned or operated like that was just somewhere where people met and that i think that's how he how he was, he was radicalized and how that's they what they believe i'm not sure how <clears throat> how much they were involved. and it was that uh the person that owned that bookshop that was in was i think it was in jewsbury wasn't it i think it was in jewsbury where mohammed sadiq uh, no. khan and um tamwir volunteered it was owned by a muslim convert called uh martin mcdade and if, if anybody has seen uh, four lions. <laughs> this person, um, what was his name? Martin McDade. Sorry, uh, I'm sure it was Martin McDade. Yeah, Martin he McDade, is. Yeah. He's ex ex SAS. He's allegedly yeah. he was service, allegedly ex Secret Service as well, which raises <laughs> concerns here and there. But if you've seen the movie Four Lions, he's blatantly profile. Or they've blatantly based the Muslim convert in the movie on this guy because it sounds like this. <laughs> guy that owned this radicalized bookshop like loved to talk shit but he had also been connected to mi5 at certain points like they had been watching him or, or, or something he had testified certain pieces well he was a, he was apparently a uh, mi5 informant. Uh, informant right because he but he was ex he was ex-military he was like he he yeah, served in and he some had wars, testified against these people that were involved in this raid so he was known to the authorities and he was a good sort of person that they wanted on their books um muhammad sadiq khan and tamweer then worked at this bookshop with him but yet he isn't sort of connected or anything to do with the two of them being involved in the seven seven bombings mm -hmm. the fact that he's known allegedly as a radicalized muslim but yeah. they don't think he had anything to do with the two bombers that just there, happened to work in his shop and also blow themselves up on the tube trains. Don't. There's also um, Q. There's that uh, who's another informant right. that no one's willing to talk about. Q. Yeah, he's just a person um, that is. Who, that he is named. He's named in uh, Caesar Destruction Deconstruction. Yeah, uh, he's named. It was literally in the last part but I just watched. I can't remember, I remember what he's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he he is never ever 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 been in, interviewed, called in by the police, anything. And he was like apparently the mastermind, or he was definitely the person. He should be a person of interest, and yeah, because he was like heavily involved. But I think he was uh, an agent, or he was definitely uh, someone, possibly that had, someone that you know, he yeah, was, yeah, he was possibly a person that but, helped hire these four to be involved in this. I just don't think. That, I don't think the. I just brings it back to these four not having a fucking Scooby Doo. What yeah, was going exactly. On that having day. I just, no idea what they were doing. I just. I feel like they weren't. 
they weren't doing what they have been set up to be doing. I don't know why. It's a gut instinct because the evidence leads me like... I, I am normally the person that goes, like, in last episode with the Paul is dead thing, I'm normally the one that goes, yeah, yeah, I see it, but... Right, yeah. This one, the and I, these four blokes just don't seem, feel like... And a lot of people, if you watch, like, the documentary... Seeds of Deconstruction. A lot yeah. of people feel the same way. Yeah, a lot of people feel the same yeah. way. They don't feel like these guys could be involved with it. And then they manage to, like scare one of their wives into testifying against the husband and then shipping her off somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I remember hearing about white, that too, the yeah. White, the White Widow. That's Sunny, it, the White Widow. The White Widow, I think. Uh, the documentary that I watched, the independent one, um, I'll link that for you, to you guys as well because they, they go and interview um, like a group of Muslim lads who play football. They all play football together on this field um, in Beeston. Yeah. And they all, they all say, you know, they're all giving testimony of how great these lads were and mm. how, how, how much ambition and stuff they had to do. I mean, obviously they didn't have ambition. Like, I think for somebody who knows that they're going to be going and bombing places. Blowing themselves up. Yeah. You, you don't have ambition, do you? You don't talk about the things you're going to do in the future. It's like, right, you kind of no. know that, you know, unless, unless it is like a trickle down system of how that works. Like you basically, you're the new recruit and this is how you prove yourself, but you can't really work your way up to the top. Can you, if you, your first mission is to blow up and kill yourself. Yeah, exactly. Kind, yeah. Of, kind of doesn't really work like the Freemason. It's like you suck someone off and you get onto the next level. It's like, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have to, yeah. yeah. It just, yeah. From from testimony of people that knew them, find that link. all the stuff that we've t talked about, it just doesn't seem like these four blokes were involved like right. that. It feels like they were they were they were maybe they knew who these people were and they, they were, were set up. You know they were involved like yeah. I feel like they just, were just, set up. I feel like they were patsies. just one point. You know they said they referred to them as like is it clean skins or whatever, saying that right. they have no previous. Yeah. Why do they have mugshots of them? Yeah. That's never even. No, they're like they're like passport. They're passport people. Right, they're, right. they're really high quality, and they've been, they've been, they like if you someone I one of the documentaries I was watching, they showed the picture that has been turned to look like a mugshot. Right. Oh really? I was I'm gonna not, say, so it's a high res image. They do look at. It's a high res image that, that, and then they fuck it up. They fuck the picture up. They bitmap it. They make it look like a photocopy. No. Huh. Like seriously, they turn it into like a mugshot. That's yeah. so strange. I can't. I think it's in ripple effect. That's a ripple effect. I'll have to get they back to that one. They take like a high-res image. Yeah, they take a high-res image and they make it look like a mugshot. So shot. the last piece of... And they're like, they're like their train... They're their passport pictures and their yeah, train Yeah, yeah, they're little, they're little train pass. That's what they are. They're not mugshots. Yeah. So... Yeah, they're not, they're not actually... But, they, but that's a, that brings you back to another thing, is that <laughs> apparently they were eviscerated in the murder, but then they got their bodies back. The families had their bodies back. Right. And they said that they weren't that bad. They said there wasn't that much damage because they've been shot and everything. Yeah, like in uh, four, four lions where they, <laughs> right, yeah, they just yeah. have to go pick up pieces of sheep. <laughs> he's just in a bag. There you go, there's your son. Uh, but that's just a bag of mush. Yeah, that's the rest of him. But they didn't the do that. in there too. They and didn't do that. that didn't blow up. They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do that. They got intact bodies. Yeah, they had them intact and that. So how... But they apparently on the day they were eviscerated and they didn't, have the back they didn't find the bodies, didn't find the back. Uh, it's crazy. The whole thing for so, me is, and I'm meant to, I'm meant to be in the middle, going like, 
this is like this, this is like this. Oh, I see that. But I, I was completely, like, I watched so much. I've read so much. And it's, it's just, too much. It it's... just reeks. It, it reeks so much of like inside job how can we use this this incident that i know i don't even think it's an inside job i generally think something it was an accident on the tube and they went how can we use this to project yeah to, to go to war to get yeah oh this is convenient let's just use this as a a, 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 ste- a step up it's for the it, war but it's the same way exactly the same way i feel about yeah. 9-11 they maybe like maybe something happened Maybe it was a terrorist attack, but how do they they use that to the best of their abilities to go to Iraq? <laughs> Iraq had nothing to do with Bin no, Laden <laughs> and Saddam Hussein. <laughs> it's mental. So, okay, my last uh, piece of evidence that I have that stood out massively uh, with Seven Seven is the black jaguar that appears in CCTV footage uh, on a dummy run and also the morning at Luton Station. So, again, like I've said before, I'm reading... Yeah, I don't know anything about this. I'm reading a few uh, off of a script that I've detailed information about it, and also uh, it can be seen in the uh, Seeds of Deconstruction uh, documentary. So, on the 28th of June, Tanweer... uh, Sorry, yeah, Tanweer, Lindsay and Khan enter uh, Luton Car Park Station, uh, what was considered a dummy run. In the CCTV footage, it shows a black Jaguar that's parked in an odd position horizontal to the parking lines. So the CCTV footage is overlooking this long car park of Luton train station. You see them walking, Tanweer, Lindsay, uh, sorry, Tanweer and Khan walking up the side and Lindsay pulls in in his, uh, I can't remember what car he had. It's like Fiat Brava or something like that. Like they're doing a dummy run. Uh, Closest to the CCTV camera, there's like a black Jaguar sat there in an odd position completely like not even in any car parking spaces across them so this was considered their dummy run the 28th of june on the 7th of july the morning that it happened jermaine lindsay enters the luton train station car park at 650 there is then an 88 second gap in which the same black jaguar is seen parked in the same position so on the cctv when you see them pulling down the side on the main road to turn into Luton train station, there's no black Jaguar. 88 seconds go missing on the CCTV footage. Again, this is within the documentary that we've seen. It will be included in the document in the Discord. 88 seconds are missing. The same black Jaguar is parked in the same position that it was on the 28th of June. On the 7th of July, the same car, okay? Now, within two minutes of the black Jaguar arriving, we see a Tanweer appear in his Nissan Micra. Sorry, got the car swap, uh, switch around. He, Tanweer had a uh, Micra, not the... Um, oh, no, no, Bravo. sorry, sorry. Lindsay had the uh, uh, the Fiat Brava. Tanweer, Hussein and Khan that are coming down from Leeds are in the uh, Nissan Micra. So... They enter the car park. Uh, within two minutes of the black Jaguar arriving, we see Tamweer's Nissan Micra arrive, to which upon entering visibility of CCTV camera, the black Jaguar begins to pull off towards the, both of the cars. Cars, sorry. So as soon as they get into the car park, this Jag then starts pulling back round in the same manner that it did in the 28th of June. Goes around. Very, very odd. I, w- 
are you are you saying that it's either duplicate footage or that Jaguar is involved somewhere? That Jaguar is involved in somewhat. So there is now a 76. That's way, that's way more interesting. <laughs> there's now a 76 second gap. Once the CCTV footage resumes, the black Jaguar is nowhere to be seen. However, in the distance where you see the Brava and the Micra, uh, parked together, there is also a black, a new black vehicle parked next to them. From the distance and the quality, you cannot tell what that car is, whether it's the Jaguar or whether it isn't. So, on the 28th of June, on the dummy run, the black Jaguar is seen parked in a, posi a very odd position in the car park. Tanweer, Khan and Lindsay are seen walking up the side of the road outside Luton train station, like they're eyeing it up. They're planning what's going on. It can only be assumed they're planning because the three of them are at the train station where they have to go to to get to King's Cross. Then on the 7th of July, when they actually all arrive in the morning, there's an 88-second gap, the moment that we see them arriving at the train station to which then the Black Jaguar is suddenly there. You don't see it enter the car park. Why? Where's the 88 missing seconds? What happened during the 88 seconds? During that time, we then see them parked and then the black Jaguar's like there. So we didn't see him arrive. Did he pull in, drop something off with the cars that are then parked and then park there? Why? Any, anything's possible at this I moment. I think, for me, it seems like they've just du duplicated the footage from the dummy run and that Jag had nothing to do with it. I was Hold just on. thinking there. I was just thinking there. When you go back yeah. and when you look in the documentary at the CCTV footage, they're both different. The CCTV footage okay. is ever so slightly at a different angle. Ever, ever, ever so slightly. Being someone in, in editing, you notice these tiny little things. Ben will agree. Again, you can see it in Seeds of Deconstruction. So within the two well, minutes then... of the Black Jaguar arriving, we see Tamweer's micro come in. And upon to which entering visibility of the CCTV camera, the Black Jaguar pulls off towards both of the cars. There's then a 76-second gap. Then there's a new car parked by the side of them both. The Black Jaguar has never been brought up as evidence, nor have the police ever investigated who or what that car was and why it was there on the dummy run, as well as the day they committed, well, they committed the atrocities. Why? So, Peter Power, isn't it? So, Peter Power. But, but it's again, a glare, it stood out so much to me. Again, going back into routine and sure. stuff, the, that could be where that black Jaguar parks every day before he goes to work. Different times, different times. The dummy runs are at a different time of day than. Yeah. But then again, if you park your car, if you park your car in the station, and then drive, you wouldn't. You can't there, park. He's not parked uh, in a. He's parallel to. He's horizontal. Sorry, to the parking yeah. lines. Yeah, he'd get a ticket every day. Yeah. NCP would fuck him up. But if he's yep. a, if he's got a Jaguar, he's probably pretty rich. It's not the point, though, is it? It's a, it's a, it's probably Peter Power. It's a car. It's a car. It's a car that's parked in an inconspicuous location and acts in the same manner on each on each day on the separate days. It just happens to be there when they just happen to be there and parked in an odd manner both times. The coincidence in that, I bet it's got a lot of zeros at the end of it, like the odds of that occurring. Zero 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 zero. zero, zero. So, um, is, yeah, there a, is there is there a possibility that it was used if it was used um, for the cover up? Is it a possibility? Does it hide license plates? Does it hide 
possible things behind the car that yeah you can't you say, you, it, you say it pulls but the, the other car pulls behind it right well the yeah, a new way. yeah within that those second that that minute missing minute a new car is parked behind the the micro and the fiat brava which contains all four of them like each of their cars this new car the, appears the the missing minute is the is the yeah the where is it flag. why is it missing yeah, why and also as well, if they were carrying, so if they were told that they were doing a, a, a dummy run, like a war games type scenario, you wouldn't drive, like I said before, you wouldn't drive all the way from Beeston with bombs. Like You mentioned that a micro is tiny. Yeah. Right? And, and also. Three, three of you, three massive backpacks, um, right. spare trousers. <laughs> yeah, spare you know, trousers, because Tam Weir suddenly changes his white ones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And as well, one of the two of them, I think, um, Lindsay was quite young, and uh, Has uh, uh, Khan, uh, no, Hussein, who was on the bus allegedly, he was quite young as well. But so I'd find it very weird that, like, even at their homes, that they'd be like, "Son, what have you got that whacking great backpack for? Like, what? Well, where, yeah, where why, are you going what? to Luton at like this uh, time? And why, have, <laughs> why have you got twelve bottles of bleach?" <laughs> Right. And yeah. Ben mentioned earlier as well that allegedly there was a car found with like 12 explosive devices inside the yeah. yeah, but then totally and then totally never reported on ever again. So was it that car? Did that car supply them was the bombs? The Jag. The Jag. Yeah. Because you don't see the backpacks on the way down. Oh, we've cracked it. The Jag did it. <laughs> the Jag did it. Done. But that's what I'm saying. It, that's I mean, one piece of evidence that is has never been further reported. <laughs> But the CCTV was released and it was shown at the inquest where they decided what the tr like the, the actual story was. They showed the dummy run and the incident, the morning of the incident, and not and you're telling me that someone amongst all the like the jury has not sat there and been like, What's going on with that car? Like, why is that parked there at that time on that day in that way? And also it's in parked in the same place in that weird way that it shouldn't be on that day as well. Like we might want to have a look at him and oh, there's a missing gap where he drives towards the cars and now he might be parked next to them or they, they might be parked behind him, but we can't see because there's 88 seconds missing. Any, any time that there's missing minutes of CCTV, something fucking Something's dodgy up. is happening. Yeah, something's up. Something's up. Any time there's missing CCTV footage him, where yeah. it doesn't just cut out. You're telling me, Mc, you're telling me McDonald's outside King's Cross hasn't got CCTV going in, uh, like, at that time in the morning. Have you seen how yeah. busy that gets there? And no witnesses. Yeah. Nobody's able to sit there and there's be no like, witnesses. oh, I saw him. There's no witnesses. There's, there's no witnesses except for that fucking dodgy Roger guy or whatever his name, Richard Jones. Oh, He's the only witness... In the whole thing that says someone who was Muslim set off a bomb in a bag, there's no witnesses for the whole thing that there was a bomb in a bag and someone. You set have it off. you have some no yeah, way. For you it. have some people in interviews that sit there and say, "Oh, I do remember someone with a big backpack." Really? Because a lot of people London. seem to have forgotten where they were going, like to work, when this explosion went off. But you remember that minor detail of a packed London tube train in the morning that you remember that one dude was playing with his bag and there's no way you can get off a kick get on at king's cross and get a seat 
Yeah, no, no way. Right. Bullshit. <laughs> All the seats are always taken. This is just this, a shit. No, so there's no way he was London, really. You know, you're not yeah, selling it to me. Yeah. Welcome to London, where you'll probably get mugged, <laughs> blown up, and the guy will be fiddling with his and, bag. I, I, Underappreciated. Right. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds. S- all H-I-T of those. Shit all of those pieces of evidence. Just like re- remembering those small details is just bollocks to me. No, no way. There is no way that that incident occurred, and that you're just like, oh yeah, that guy did put his bag down in a weird position. But no, because a lot of people ended up reporting that there was explosions either from underneath or above the train. So, or above. So, and there's holes in the floor over the whole carriage. That are peeling up. Yeah, there's like holes peeling yeah, up. And people the floor. fell into holes. Yeah. But yeah, that. Um, dodgy as fuck. That concludes my notes with the Black Jaguar incident. That one, I left that last because that's the biggest red, red flag for me. That this one Black Jaguar that nobody in the whole inquest has sat there and been like, might want to investigate that. That looks a bit wonky because we've also got missing CCTV and uh, does sound a bit iffy. Nah, I'm so sorry. There was my... someone. That black jag is complicit in whatever happened that day. Complicit. My go-to is this is probably the because I haven't dug so deep into it, but immediately when I watched um, Ripple Effect, I think it was Ripple Effect, was fucking Richard Jones. Like, yeah, I was on the bus. I got off just before it exploded. I used to work in a bomb factory. I've got extensive yeah. knowledge of making bombs, but yeah. we never made those bombs. We never made the bombs that we that, that was used. But I know how to make them. I just yeah. never used. And them. an Arab, an Arab man, <laughs> an Arab man was seen fiddling with the top of his bag just before I got off the train. Also, pl- the bus. But he was he was sitting nowhere near where the bomb could have gone off. Right, so and he's gone. Gone, JJ. The, the the bus. So there was reports that there was eighty people on the bus. Eighty. Right. Like double decker bus. Eighty. Yeah. Oh, the woman on the top deck. So she was. There was pictures after the explosion of people. It was like a shit cartoon of people. Yeah, just they were all sitting on the top of it with like black faces, like like a bomb just like blown up in their face, but they were wearing goggles and they take their goggles off, and there's just like black rings. And the woman's just yeah. like she said, and I just turned around, and um, there was must have been six inches uh, of the floor missing. So, like, yeah, falling so off the, the back. The, the metal blew up behind you. You were completely fine. But it was only six inches away from where the floor had collapsed. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, you see the picture of that bus, you see the picture of the bus. There's no blood on anything. There's no like there is, debris um, on that. That bus is just there is like one a splatter on the wall. But one, it doesn't look like one splatter. It, it looks like it, a Leeds Fest yeah. toilet. It looks like someone has literally just yeah. sharted, which you but probably like, would. You're probably like waiting for your bus, like oh, I'm so and, tired, and then you just and then just shit hits the floor and then hits the wall. There's a bloke there that is claimed to be injured uh, who's got a white, a perfectly clean white shirt on yeah. as well. Oh, he's got blue yeah, he's, 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 he's got a whack, whack and grey old yeah, in his bloody, head. Yeah, but his shirt is completely clean. If anyone's worn a, a white shirt anywhere, if you look at a cup of coffee, <laughs> it's over your shirt. It, you can't go wear a white shirt and not have it covered in shit by the end of the, like within a couple of yeah, hours. Yeah, that of was a guy that was in the... Uh, <laughs> 
that was a, he was actually a passenger, wouldn't he, in the Daily Mail? He was quoted in saying they'd witnessed police um, uh, taping off the, off the area road, yeah. before the explosion had happened. And Louis Fernandez, sorry, his name was. He was a, a he's a cameraman, I think. Like I think that's what he said his job yes. was. Yes. And he said yeah. the whole scene looked like it was staged. And he said the guy in the suit had several injuries and didn't have a spot of blood yeah. on his shirt. And he was like, just looked weird. Like in his interview, he's like, yeah, it just looked a bit yeah. weird. It was like. He said, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if I turned around and saw a, camera crew. a man on a cherry picker with a massive light, like lighting the whole thing. It was that perfectly done. He was a taxi driver, right? He pulled around the corner. No, he no, was he a was cameraman. Bus. He was on the bus. Yeah, he was oh, on the bus. I saw the, I saw he, he was on the, he was on the bus. Oh, no. Um, same same yeah. story, though. But he said, yeah. He said they, he pulled around the corner. The bus was guided into this quiet street and then the, then it went off. He, he, goes, he said it was, Hollywood perfection, the way it was done. By, Again, though, uh, was think in London, do you, because obviously I've, I've pretty much lived up north my whole life, but in London, do you not walk around London and just expect people to be filming shit? So again, would there be any sort not of things really. in your head, like, you know, you'd be like, oh, they're no, filming an episode you, of The Bill. You know or, was, <laughs> but they guess they wouldn't do it at rush hour. Yeah, you they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it yeah. at rush hour. And plus, you wouldn't right. even be able to walk you in that get area. Permissions. Yeah, we can't have completely would get right. Yeah, there'd be runners, and they would have gone like, <laughs> yeah, they you just wouldn't let you through. So, so, um, so going back, yeah. going so, back onto Richard Jones, the the guy. So, oh yeah, I've got two quotes from him that don't add up. He is for somebody who's just experienced essentially like a, an explosion on a bus he's just been on. Like, I'd be like, oh my eighty god, people, like, yeah, eighty uh, people flying yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh my God, I've just, I've nearly died. He's literally on this park bench just like, yeah, I, I just, I used to work in an explosion factory and, um, you know, I know. Yeah, it to, seems I mean, really got, calm I've, and collected. And he also says that he's got friends in fucking uh, Sinn Féin or some shit. Yeah. He's like, like he's like my, my best friend who I worked with was like actually like the head bomb maker for Sinn Féin or yeah. like in the IRA got, or whatever. Get, getting towards 7-7 seven, seven bingo right now. Like, all right, you're a bomb expert, a terrorist group. Yeah. Okay, right. You were next to him. Oh. Like, yeah, exactly. And they're just, so just it, waiting for that last that last right. sort of number to be called. And, and he, he went, tried. Oh, and you got off the bus just before it blew up. Yeah, wow. just before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence. And he was also saying that Hussein, um, he was the. He said that he was wearing hipster-style fawn-checked trousers with exposed designer underwear and a matching jersey-style top. And then in another interview where he, he's asked to explain what the bomber looked like, he says, oh, he was about six feet tall, uh, olive-skinned, clean-shaven, wearing light brown trousers and a light brown top. A bit different from his tartan trousers that he was wearing. Right. Like, I think that, right. that would be a red flag for me. I'd be like, is that guy... Wearing tartan trousers. Was he on the bus? Oh, it would it'd be a punk blew up there. <laughs> yeah. Someone from Cam who's on his way to Camden. <laughs> Bloody youth with that. Going to the world's bombs. end at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, it's and uh, to the that, fact that it just adds Richard, to it the fact Richard that he, Jones is a he got he got off the bus. Richard before. Jones planted that bomb. Yeah, he got off the bus before, like JJ said. Uh and um Shit! What was the what was the other glaring thing I was just about to say? <laughs> oh crap! It's just escaped me. So he got off the, he got off the bus. His, before his friend it. was in the fucking IRA or whatever. I was just like, yeah, I, you, you, you don't. 
It's like, oh yeah, I worked in a bomb factory. Didn't know how to make bombs, but my friend is in the IRA. I'm like, he knows yeah, how to I make them. He does. I bet he fucking bet- knows how to make them out of, out right. of a car battery, a fillet of fish, and a fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> and a backpack. <laughs> to me, it just, it sounds like he's a distraction like piece or a person, in my he, opinion. He had something to do, he had something to do with that bomb going off. Yeah. It was like, trying to be like, a disinformant. can just say, yeah, just disinformation. Let's get that bomb off. Let's get that bomb going off. Yeah, we'll just get. We'll trick a bus driver. We'll get. We'll empty the tr- the bus out. Like, how many deaths were there on that bus? Thirteen, I think. Around on on the bus area yeah. was thirteen. Um, yeah. thirteen people were killed on the bus. Yeah, right. So at that time in the morning, there's going to be more than there's going to be so many people on that. The bus. woman said there was eighty like people got- on the bus. Eighty. She said there was nobody got camera. Did suddenly ever? I know back then, not many people. <laughs> again, had... CCTV gone again. Yeah, no CCTV also, this, on the bus. This is where I come into play. This is the thing for me where I was just like, surely that is just this is just coincidence. The fucking photo on the front page of the press uh, or the, the papers, uh, absolute pure terror. It said yep. on the post. Did you see the poster? And yeah. I was like, surely yeah. not. Surely not. And then like, but ideas like that which conspiracy people jump on immediately yeah. make you look like an idiot. So you start going, yeah. oh my God, look, they even planned how the bus exploded. So it said pure fucking terror. And, it was, <laughs> and that th- things like that make you look stupid. So mm. like us, talk, but, us talking about it now and I say, oh yeah, this is my favorite part because I'm the idiot. Like that's, the, <laughs> that's, my, that's my role in this. I'm the fucking idiot who believes that shit. But, it, they, but then it comes... To- back to like is that put in there to make you feel like that because like look at Darren Brown and the way he makes puts things in people's minds yes. yeah. yeah yeah like he would have done that he would have put that little thing in there to make everyone like someone would have picked up on that think like, about it gone, yeah. oh god yeah chip yeah well, he does mention that he does mention that in lots of his things about seeding yeah. stuff especially the bank robbery one seeding yeah um, so it's just it's subliminal and like it, as silly as it sounds to bring it up, I you know it, who's gl- not to it, think that someone's gone. We need to do this, this, and this, and it will make it more real. It will make people feel more just, like just to sort of uh, tell people watching how serious seeding is. Like Orange Media, Orange, the mobile phone company, got taken to court um, in the mid. I think it was like. 2010, something like that. Um, They got got taken to court because in cinemas, Orange were paying Warner Brothers cinemas and View cinemas at the time to put Tango and Revels and uh, like Dorito cheese flavored crisps on the top shelves. Okay. So that they, so, because all all their packetings are orange. Oh, of course. Right. And they, and they were put, they were paying Warner Brothers to put them on the top shelves. I never knew seed, that. To seed orange, that yeah. case got it got quickly shifted out of of court. In wow. fact, it was earlier than 2010 because I was I studied at university. Um, That's crazy. There's a, there's, a, there's a really good marketing book about it, but that quickly got and then Orange sued the media for posting the story. So basically, they got sued for loads of money. And then, and they, then said, they sued well, the media back. And then they sued the media because they were like, well, we've paid the money now. We've paid it out. You shouldn't be telling people about this. So yeah. it was, it, the, the book, I'll find out the book's name, but it was it was called like The Great Marketing Scam. It's quite a, quite a good book, but it just shows you how little you take note of things. Like the film um, They Live, 
Is it there? Yes. They live yeah, yeah, yeah. paper. There you go. I've and got the alien. Like, I've got the alien tattoo on my wrist. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, big fan of it. Yeah. Subliminal messaging. It doesn't. It, it's it'll just, make you. Sorry. Go on. No, it, it, will, it will make you think the fact that just the convenience of the, the poster on the side of the bus itself. Very, yeah. very, very, very. And the, the soul seed thing is a thing that even if it's even if it's, it's even if it's a not, even if it's not, there's still enough evidence to show that governments know this shit yes. with MK Ultra and stuff like that. They, you know, they know about this stuff. They've been researching. The reason we know it it's because they've done research on it and then it's been turned into something else. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it's got nothing to do with it, you're still going to think, oh, maybe they did. Because mm. they're just dodgy as fuck. Yeah. So, so uh, all, like, all it comes down to, the whole thing comes down to is, the whole thing is dodgy. It's not, it's definitely not been told the whole story. And that's why the Home Office have got this really weak timeline of events that changes when anyone else gets called out. Like that woman... Um, she goes, well, why are you saying that the bomb went off in the first carriage? Because I was in that first carriage and it didn't go off in the first yeah. carriage. Two weeks later, updated, it went off in the second carriage. So they just moved it along a carriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, and that's a, it's kind of a good way to segue into like the ending as to what everybody's sort of like idea is. So clearly Ben- Can I just ask a quick, quick, a quick question? Yes, JJ, go, um, yes. Obviously you guys used to use the tube quite a lot, like quite regularly, yeah. I guess. So. How fast do they travel? Very quick. It depends what mm. line you're on, but between certain stations, it can fly. Yeah. But just a rough, it's, a yeah. roughy. Oh, I could... Pff, what? Six, uh, 50, 60 miles? Yeah, yeah. 60. Yeah, I was going to say 60. Yeah, they do so fly, if the, mate. If, if the event of the, the bomber being on the train... So you, have you ever heard the theory of, like, why when you're inside a train carriage, when you jump, you land in the same spot? Because mm -hmm. obviously you're the, the contained environment, on, yeah, yeah. But when you're yeah, on the top of the train and you jump, you don't land in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. if a if a bomb explodes, surely the energy of the bomb is concentrated to that area. So why didn't the why wasn't there more casualties? Because if it was a fucking rammed, if it was rammed, everybody behind is travelling into that energy, like yeah, literally yeah. like. 80 miles an hour or 60 miles an hour straight into a bomb explosion. So, for instance, yeah. if, it, and if it, it was underneath it, it would literally have just probably just brought the train to a halt, which at 50 miles an hour would yeah. still probably do you some damage. You're not, cool, you're not gotcha. a fucking seatbelt seat on, do you? When you're on the train, right. you're not like, yeah. strap in. You're usually just like held in by someone's like body mass and sweat. Yeah, it's but. so true, yeah. I just, I purely think that the, the, the amount of eyewitness reports and um, victim testimonies is quite low. Considering, you know I mean? yeah. like, There's quite a... F considering, like, there was, like, over, like, 130 injuries or whatever. How many was it? 50, yeah, 52 people well, died, didn't they? 52 people died. And, like, and no, no one's come forward from those families going, yeah, like, the injuries they had. And there's no report on those injuries. There's no, like... Right. There, there's a few people that have lost their legs and they've come forward. But, like... You look at it's the not yeah, as many as we're, you look at the images of Hussein leaving King's Cross. That is London, especially King's Cross, quite possibly the busiest station or one of the top three busiest stations in London at that, that time. Street and, and yeah, yeah, and Ben's saying that there is such a small volume of like testimonies from people. 
fucking how the fuck isn't there more people sitting there going I was on that train at that time I'm going to go to blah 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 and speak to them surely There's, the news media there would, would love be all of that stuff thousands there should be there would be thousands and thousands if it's four say if it is four trains or three trains if it's three trains and you've also got 70 people that didn't die on that bus right yeah so they say this this fourth there's probably about at least 4,000 people that were involved in that yeah. 4,000 people that and you're telling me that on that bus as well not and I, and I know that was like it was uh, 2005. Are you telling me that not one person actually had like a, a camera, a phone camera at that time on that bus and was like, fucking hell, like, I need to take a few pictures of this? Because we've never seen pictures of strewn bodies everywhere, like of that bus particularly. You've seen a couple of images inside the uh, the underground, like, granted, all right, probably people's, like, last this, thing you're thinking about is documenting or, it. Two or three. Yeah. Two or three. Two or three. The last thing you're thinking. Yeah, you, you barely see any whatsoever, any whatsoever of all the people that are involved. And a train that's probably going about 60 mile an hour or so that is then a, an explosion that then obviously derails, grinds to a halt. There's going to be loads of people that are going to be bringing out their phones and snapping this and snapping that when they're walking through the tunnels. Why is, is there any why is there just... Is there... You've been on the tube that stops suddenly, man. Everyone falls forward like... <laughs> You know, you get you're gonna be hurt. Yeah. And I just feel like the amount of casualties for the amount of destruction that was meant to have happened, it seems not plausible. Very low. Yeah. And the amount of and the amount of people that come forward is so low. Yeah. I've never you would have thought you would have met someone that knew someone yep. that was involved that was on it. I was leaving Liverpool Street Station as they started putting the shutters down. I didn't feel a bomb. I heard an alarm going off. But if it happened at Liverpool Street Station and I was walking through Liverpool Street Station when the alarm started going down and they put, started putting the shutters down to close the station, I would have felt something. Yeah. I would have felt something. Either side, because I walk through, I walk through Old Gate East to Liverpool Street towards Moorgate and Old Street. I would have been on the path where I would have felt something and I never felt yeah. anything. And that, I, you know, when I think about it now, I think, actually, yeah, I probably would have felt a rumble. You hear, like, I live near Foulness Island in South Inland-Sea, and I hear bombs going off and they are 10 miles away. Like and I feel bombs yeah, going yeah. off sometimes. Yeah, it's a firing range. And I feel, I, and I used to live really close to that, like three miles away, and it would shake the entire house if the bomb went off, yeah. if like when bombs went off. I mean, didn't feel so thing. for me to walk, walk through Liverpool Street Station and not hear or feel anything, just have the alarm going off. You're like, oh, I sprinted through and got out. And then I got back to work, turned the telly on and like there was power surges. Yeah. I was like, oh, I nearly got electrocuted. Is there, and then is there three any, hours later, sorry. bombs. Is there any signal Go, on the it. underground? So like, No, you don't do get you a thing, mate. Then. You don't get a thing. Back, say, back then. But is there any phone calls from people on the buses? Or, like, Not from usually... what? I never heard of anything. Never. Because, I mean, after, when after 9-11, I've there watched... was, like, people, like, they fucking fill Channel when... 4 with it every, every year of, like, when... two-hour, three-hour documentaries of phone calls just to so, keep it, like, you know. I was working at Euston Square around the corner from Tavistock Square. I heard the bus go off i physically heard it with my ears i was in a paper shop getting rolling tobacco and after the incident had occurred um it was about an hour well even less than an hour if i remember rightly your signals were gone on your phone they had shut down all my, uh 
uh, mobile masts around the city entirely. You couldn't call anyone I, for hours. I, I think you'll find, Dean, that they had diverted uh, <laughs> non-essential non calls um, to make sure that people could, uh, the emergency services could be alerted. Yeah. But then they all know where it is. Right. <laughs> it's got, the bomb's gone off the hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but, but I mean, 2005 was like pre-iPhone, so it wasn't like great phone footage. No, oh God, no, lot. no. It was terrible, terrible. But um, There was no Wi-Fi. There was no Wi-Fi on the tube or anything like there yeah. is now. So um, it's... Uh, but there would have been more. No, yeah, I totally agree. Then there should have been, there should be so much more evidence than what there is and testimony, but there isn't. There really isn't. Not as many as you would anticipate. At all. But I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know why, I don't know what that means to the story. Right, no, neither do I. It <laughs> like, just seems a bit weird. Yeah. It's just a, something, a discrepancy that's just, just jumps out at you. It just doesn't yeah. seem right. But, um, so. Yeah, there's, I, I, there's so much. Like, another thing, and I want to, I definitely want to get this in there. And I think as we're talking about discrepancies and just the things that don't feel right. Yeah. Benjamin Netanyahu, ah. Israeli finance minister, was alerted oh. to a ter possible terrorist attack an hour before. He was there for G8. He was alerted an hour before. And that's his own words. Yes. No one else, but apparently, and apparently no one else knew anything about it. There was, it was, there was no rumours. There was no, there was no one was, warning anyone yeah, about it. He was it. told to not leave Benjamin his home. Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. He was told. Broke. He was. Uh, he was told not to leave his hotel. Stop room. talking about Benjamin Netanyahu, Lynn. You're never going to meet him. He was told to not leave his hotel room an hour before the explosion. Yeah. That was his own like words. So this now. You're never going to meet this him. This now links in with the uh, some of the theories that I heard about the Zionist kind of thing, um, which doesn't really get spoiled. It always, always uh, yeah. comes back to the Zionists. But they, some people do believe that it was a it was implemented by the Jews, didn't they, to um, direct hatred towards the Muslims? Because oh, was, really? Uh, I've not heard it, that. Was it Mo every conspiracy Mossad? theory goes back to Zionist or Mus Mus Mossad or Mossad? The Mossad, Mossad yeah. yeah, yeah, I've heard of Mossad. Yeah, um, Mossad. but he he was or one of the representatives was with Benjamin Netanyahu in the same hotel, and they were down in the reception area. And apparently, his uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but his security guard, um, his bodyguard, basically made the hotel close the front doors. Because yeah. they believed they believed that it was it was going to be targeted, so they oh, believed that th yeah. they knew that they knew that he, they were in there. Yeah, um, gotcha. It very it very briefly gets talked about in the two documentaries that were kind yeah. of mainlining, but some of the other documentaries that I watch do mention it quite a lot. So it might be for the viewers, it might be worth looking into that a little bit as well. Because I yeah. mean, we. I wish I'd have spoke about this earlier on and then we could have had a look at this, but there is a, some wild theories going around that it was um it was a a Jewish um agenda. Jewish led to, attempt, yeah. Yeah, to put hatred to put more hatred against is the there, Muslims. Is there a cause is there a conspiracy theory out there that doesn't have someone trying to blame the Jews? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Someone's always trying to blame the Jews for something. I mean, there's, there's people who claim that The Matrix is a is a Jewish propaganda film, don't they? Like, <laughs> which is but hilarious. Right. To start to but start yeah, wrapping it up. To, to start wrapping it up now, then Ben. Gonna, sorry, I'm, go ahead. I'm just going to see if there's any more. I'm going to see if there's any more notes I've made. Um, 
going back to the history lesson that Dean gave you guys earlier, uh, Operation Gladio was actually the overall encompassing thing, which was to infiltrate different, um, uh, what would you call them? Like different like Power groups bottom. of people around the globe. <laughs> um, so Operation Gladio was a thing done by the US government to infiltrate different armies and different um, parties around the world and radicalize them and then cause an, uh, cause an explosion or cause something like a false flag and then then incite war. So yeah, Operation Gladio, you should look one. into that. And that's kind of like the all all encompassing thing of false flags. It's like a template, um, a, a dummy's guide. Yeah. Are you a new is, government? Follow time. this. <laughs> yeah. The Benjamin Netanyahu thing, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a And weird. the fact that the ho- the bombs are like led to, uh, uh, n- meant to be like military grade and there's no way you could have made them at home. And if you did make them at home, then any of the descriptions that eyewitnesses gave wouldn't match with the explosions that a homemade bomb would make. Right. Like a, a homemade um, peroxide bomb would not cause a flash or a flame. Unless it was it actually, satellite, more right? of an ex- It's an expansion of from, ga- from solid to gas. Yeah. Whereas uh, C4 or something like that, that would explode with a flame. Yes, yeah, Whereas yeah. A, a, pero- a, pero- a peroxide bomb, if you light it, it will... It, it flashes, flash. yeah. But if, but if you detonate it, it just expands. Yeah, like it would just be like dust. So then, yeah. so that's another thing. So then, survivors like an airbag on a car. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So that doesn't corroborate. That doesn't coincide with survivors' testimonies saying no. that. Oh, I saw a huge flash, no. and oh, I I, I saw <laughs> yeah. flames, and I've got burnt. Whereas the bombs yeah. that they allegedly had. With it- I think I think that's why the power surge thing stands out to me Tim, so much because it you know you do get burnt with electricity you right do yes see flashes yeah like but you but with homemade peroxide bombs you don't, don't get see it. flame yeah unless you mix it with pepper or um, masala powder oh right yes yeah there's no evidence but there's no evidence to show quickly nip to the takeout or, oh, yeah. how stereotypical could this be yeah I know yeah. it literally oh, yeah. is a Four Lions movie a bloody curry yeah. bomb but <laughs> but yeah so my view on the whole thing is that this is a this is an accident that then was capitalised on by a government that wanted to go to war, yep. and then a, uh, like a controlled explosion on a bus, so, to kind of solidify suicide bombers. Yeah, straight in, Islam were blamed straight away for something that has never been claimed by any faction of any fundamentalist. But like no one's ever claimed it. Yeah, no one's claimed no it. No one's claimed and it. And like no one's claimed it. To summarise, myself is exactly the same as Ben. Well, there's, in the sense of that it was an accident that had occurred that then the government has jumped up upon. But also, I, I still believe there's something up with that or, black or MI five or MI five. But that's what I'm saying. That's why the black Jaguar sticks out to me the most. And there's so much wrong with that 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 makes me think that these guys were being led into a false exercise, but were then used 
as like ah oh, we we want we really want to get in that in the Iraq war but we need a fucking reason hold on a minute let's get see if this exercise like get together but they'll actually have military people involved within it and then these three have I'll go to these locations and then someone will meet you and say, was you ever approached and ask if you were blah, blah, blah? No, I wasn't. Thank you for part. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Participating in our event, we'll take the bags from you, we'll go. But instead, these devices went boom. Uh, Hussein, uh, the bus bomber, realized that something was definitely up about it. That's why his story and his journey is so odd and messed up like he must have been reacting yeah. in a blind panic and as well this device has exploded and it, it was it was a plan all along so it was either the huge mistake that has been capitalized on by the government or it was actually fabricated by the government entirely i don't believe it was a terrorist attack i kind of i kind of agree with you both to an element, I, I don't necessarily think that it was always, it was the way that a lot of the things were being said, i.e. if someone gave you a backpack or you took a backpack, you would look at it, you know, you would you would look inside yes, it. So yes. I, I agree, I agree that those guys were planted there. I think they were made to, I don't That's think they had bombs, I don't think they had bombs in their backpack. Um, a lot of the witness testimonies say that the explosion did come from the floor, whatever. You, you know, a lot of people died. It, you can, we're not denying that. We're not like right. you know, making, exactly. We're yeah. not making light. We're not making light of that. But we're trying to. Yeah. It's make a terrible light thing of that the, Of the fact that the government isn't on the people's side. It's there for its own thing, and it helps if the people are on its yes. side by yeah. complete com, being complete and. Uh, Com- complicit. Yeah, compli- complicit complicit being complicit complicit um, you idiot and then there's people like us who like try and I mean obviously we, we are the first of the party with this but you oh, know well, we're keeping it, it alive at least current, people, currently the most recent to the party yeah, yeah. and yeah not another conspiracy car I nearly pointed the wrong way then <laughs> not another conspiracy car that's a fucking conspiracy but yeah I agree with you there's a few things that needed to be that still need to be checked out but it won't happen again it's too far I mean for instance the, the passport like the passport photos 
They're all very well, oh, same as 9-11, they're all very well conveniently burned until they get to the photograph. Why do the passports never land the other way around where the photographs burn and then all the rest of it's fucking... Right. <laughs> yeah. Know, they, always, they always land with the photograph the furthest part away and then you probably get somebody like, well, if you find the photograph's been put in there, it's a little bit more weighted to that end so an explosion would project it further out. So, you know, and it's like, <laughs> nah. His body, it his would body was a it would, it would burn... <laughs> Yeah, his passport would not have survived. Like, his fucking body was mush and his passport was fine. But it wasn't just the picture, just so you knew it was him. They should make they should make the planes out of what they made the passports. I was just saying, why don't they start making fucking bulletproof pas passports? They're like, they always tell us they're our, our most important document, yet it's made of fucking paper. Like, <laughs> you know, like, does anyone remember the fucking national insurance card? Has anyone yeah. still got their national insurance card? No, because no. it snapped, My wife still snapped got into it, a yeah. million pieces because it was made out of the flimsiest piece of plastic. And it's the yeah. most important number you've got. But yeah, yeah, I'm 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 with you on the fact that government's just a fucking shit out there. Mm. So good. yeah, I'm, yeah. It's, I, I don't it, believe it's, those guys knew what they were doing if they did, you know, blow something up. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we're all in agreement that the government are fucking dodgy as fuck. Especially Tony Blair and his fucking wife, rubber faced yeah. wife. <laughs> but, yeah. It, it just feels like that it, was the, it was the excuse they needed to get into Iraq, to join America going to Iraq. It just. There's, Absolutely. It was so perfectly timed. Like, they were, they were just about to lose everything. They're about, like, you know, the elections were coming up. Like, it was. The oh, ways election year. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do an episode on on Bilderberg, but in the meantime, I would highly suggest people researching the Bilderberg Group, um, just so you can be with us in this this movement because they are the fucking biggest <laughs> biggest corrupted them trilateral committee all of them yeah, yeah. and they, pe but people yeah. think you're fucking mental when you're like these people get together behind closed doors and talk about how unimportant <laughs> we all are as humans just so yeah. they can make more money and and everyone's like fuck off no do you they think they're really like, nah. do you think they're asked do you think they're really discussing just how their wife and kids are and just having a drink every now and then ah, yeah of course they are but none of it's allowed to be filmed <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. they drink because they're drinking the blood of children that they've captured and shipped across the world they've oh. <laughs> it'll all come um, out which, especially soon which leads us on to the subject of next week's episode which is secret societies Ooh. it's not going to be as in-depth on each of them but i think we're going to do a nice little episode on secret societies some fun a little bit some, more chill a bit <laughs> a bit more chill this has been a a full-on week of i mean there's still a whole week of mental uh investigation and research to do for us for him, right but, yes yeah. yeah we should bring some i think we're gonna do some secret societies some fun some more um Darker. nefarious yeah. and yeah a bit of darkness a bit of fun a bit of lightheartedness in there um but we've got uh the, we've got a discord server now <laughs> that you guys can join and join the chat join in some of the conspiracy I think what and we, kind of bring some stuff to the table yeah i think what would be best is you could find the uh discord invite pinned at the top of our twitter timeline i think that's probably the best place for people to find it yeah or in the link uh to the oh, youtube yes. video yes in the youtube video yes of course description but yeah follow us on twitter at another con on instagram not an uh sorry at not another not another con 
on Instagram. Uh, no, not another conspiracy on Instagram. <laughs> not another cod on Twitter. We've got a Facebook group, uh, Facebook page, um, and then our email address. If you've got anything you want to send that isn't on the, I don't know, the <laughs> there's a fucking hair mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not not another conspiracy podcast at gmail.com. Uh, anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? No, I think um, I'm done. And um, watch the movie Four Lions. Yeah, and just thank you for the response last week for the first one. It was uh, absolutely yeah. The response has been really great. good feedback. So um, yeah. and hopefully we've given you uh, given you a little more reason not to trust what is told to you in the general. Don't narrative. trust the question everything. Yeah, don't trust anything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't trust trust no one. Never trust uh-huh. a Muslim uh, but yeah, who goes to McDonald's at breakfast time. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't serve anything. <laughs> but and it, remember, if there's if there's a gap in CCTV footage, they're hiding something from you. Yeah. 80 seconds of absolute right. carnage. Exactly. Until next week. Thank you for listening. This has been not another conspiracy podcast. No!